holidays everybody welcome to another episode of roti and poutine i am your faithful host the mc armani rain look at that i pointed the right way to my left or right depending on your screen orientation is the t.r.a.c. follow the dots hashtag all that and below me is the one and only valiant mc uh, also known as the historian or to lovers of the program mc bubba we, bobby bubby <laughs> Jesus. Correction has happened probably for every show. Yeah, you know, he's only gotten it correct once. So. <laughs> also, uh, in this episode, I will be the MC that is constantly ducking the hell out of the interview. I edited which shit out this I want to say ahead of time. Now you know what I'll talk about. It. We'll talk about it a little, in a little bit. Yeah, Let's, we're gonna let it go for sure. Well, no, I'm gonna bring it up. I just not no, just gonna, yet. I have, to, I have to preface the video with it. Happy Friday Eve. I like that. I like that. Happy Friday Eve. You know, I never thought about Thursday's Friday Eve. Like, never? I mean, I've definitely thought of it, but like... No, it's just, it's the weekend light, you know? It's like, Mm, almost a weekend. Weekend night, I like that. (laughs) We all partied on Thursday nights, guys. We know what it feels like. We certainly did. Well, to me, like, back in the day, I told people, like, our weekends were just different. Like, your Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was like my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. (laughs) 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 Thursday was Monday to us, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Anyway, yeah. uh, good to see everyone in the chat. I hope you're all doing rather well. Uh, if you Salute to the chatty fam. Shout out to the rap team. Good to see you nice and active. My uh, may, I, may I say, Armani, I am enjoying your shirt selection tonight. Do you like the shirt? Mm. So, hey, let me Limited see. edition Stussy Goldie edition. I'm just saying. Oh! I, wasn't, I wasn't like flexing it per se. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I was a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It's a nice shirt. So, yeah. Um. More on that later, maybe, maybe not. Really? You'll have to excuse my calm demeanor. I thought today we would start a little more subdued than regular. We have a fantastic episode with uh, Lanzo We have a what? Fantastic episode. <laughs> An absolutely humdinger of a show tonight. Pre-recorded earlier. And when I say early, normally we do about 10 a.m. This morning, we were up at 8. So, I'm tired than the motherfucker. <laughs> now, now, hold up, hold up. Now, let me, uh, I gotta say, Armani, your voice is not cutting out per se, but it's kind of doing a weird cutting out sort of thingy here and there. I think that's just mic placement this Might time. Be, I don't think yeah. it's anything. We're still working. See, right there. Am it's I quiet. now? Okay. Well, maybe I should yell in my normal tone. Fine, we'll get rid of the, the cool, calm, collective, <laughs> quiet, storm voice I was trying to lay on y'all. What up, motherfuckers? How y'all? Y'all good? I'm sorry. It's a kid show. <laughs> it's a little aggressive. My my, my apologies. Hey, uh, rest in peace to Debo. Debo. He just brought Tiny Lister. Tiny Lister at 62 is uh, no longer on this mortal coil. Nah, man. I'm gonna Shocker. Go, I'm going to go cry in the car. That's That's sad. That's really sad. Really sad. I uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the tiny. He was he was funny, man. He was awesome in idiocracy. 
He is, of course, iconic in Friday, which I argue is one of the 10 greatest movies ever made. But mm-hmm. I'll give you that. I'll tell you uh, what. Yeah, man. I'm not going to fight John you. John Witherspoon, Tiny Lister. Oh, John Witherspoon. I think I think there will be and there will never be a Friday reunion now because one of the key players, two of the key players are no longer with us. So I'll be interested to see if how do you rewrite those situations? You really can't. Well, the heart of Friday was Ice Cube and, and Chris Tucker. I mean, you so you could. It just and why, obviously it's not going to be the same, right? No, I mean, you could. Not, it's just not to pivot. You couldn't do it anyway because Chris Tucker won't do it, mm-hmm. and he's not mm-hmm. funny anymore. Not to. <laughs> Not to take this somber moment and just shit on Chris Tucker. He's a fantastic gentleman. I wish him the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see his most recent stand-up oh, special? I gave it the ten minute. Oh no! And then I got past. What do you mean? I, like he just dropped something within recent time? No, no, no. Like, no, no. So uh, I think it was like last year or something. It was like last year, or year before. With the white suit with the white suit. Whatever it was, it wasn't funny. Uh, we give every we give every comedian. I'm sure a lot of people do. We give you the ten minute rule. Sure. You get ten minutes to make me bellyache. If that don't yeah. happen, then I'm out. That new Kevin Hart special. I was I was like Ooh. I had an argument about this and then I thought about it and I was like, Yeah, no, I agree. It it's not that good, man. And I, you know, he's yes. got some good specials. I, I didn't I don't know. I don't want to take away from I wouldn't say horrible. I wouldn't say horrible. I, it was his attempt to return to form put it let me preface this by saying i think kevin hart is an extremely talented obviously successful human being who can can miss one you know what i mean and this one i still laughed there were some things that i were like i think you're past the edginess at this point like that was downright offending a little bit but whatever Uh i you know there's a certain style that he always does that I always look for, and he kind of strayed away from it, to be honest. That's the only thing. He was trying to return it. back to, like, what he used to do. You're just not that dude no more, so. Right. I just, I honestly thought that the the special, be, the, the special before that, where he was kind of in the round, I thought it was a really good special. I thought it was the best special he's had in a while. And I was, I was kind of hoping that this one was going to be good because it was going to be a little more intimate, you know, but I don't know, man. It just fell flat. Yeah, Dilly, you're right. Those jokes about his kids were like not. Yeah. Ironically, he was trying to do edgy jokes. I guess. Ironically, the funniest person who used to talk about their kids used to be. uh, Wow. Bernie Mac. No, yeah, obviously, rest in peace, Bernie. Bernie was the goat for sure. Uh, It was Bernie (laughs) and Dave Chappelle were the two, like up there with Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and. Yeah, but I'm talking about like kid joke, like to, to jokes yeah, about yeah. kids. Joke about I think kids. Like he was... It was uh, Louis C.K. as well. Was really. Oh weird. yeah. But then, when, <laughs> then yes. when he got his shit on him, those jokes became weird. So it was. <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> he was talking about what being naked, not shower for a week, and soak himself in whiskey or something like that. Yeah, like, like, when like, oh, even like when he was talking about his kids hooking up, and like that was that was a weird yeah. moment. I was like, I don't like that joke at all. But other than that, before that. All his kid jokes were really, really funny. It's about as funny as Bill Burr and his <clears> wife <throat> jokes. So, but Kevin Hart did it, and it was just kind of like, eh. yeah. it feels weird, man. I yeah, and I was kind of, and I was kind of happy that he was like able to put something out really pretty quick. I seems for the whole COVID situation. And I think that's probably what it was too. It wasn't so much. It was the fact that he waited to show it to everybody he had COVID. And I was just like, ah, you sure you want to do it like that too? You know, like, 
That kind of just knocks people off the game a little bit because he's like he's far enough and away from people while he's performing. But just the idea that he didn't have his mask on or whatever might have drove a few people a little airy. Okay, too, so too soon for COVID and jokes. In his place on top of it, too. So. Too soon for COVID jokes, in my opinion. But whatever. Right, right. Uh, That's look, it's it's putting pressure. Dave Chappelle and Dion Cole, as a matter of fact, actually even Hannibal Burris at this point have put the pressure on comedians because they've all put out work while this COVID situation is going on. They found a way. So you know that's that. But uh, anyway, we've got a really good interview with Lensman and Stizo. Uh, we had a bit of a time situation going on. Obviously, Lensman is in the Netherlands and Stizo was in Hong Kong. So we were all trying to coordinate. And also there's some technical issues that were going on because of where they are and yada, yada, yada. So I edited this one a little more than normal, um, but it is still a fantastic episode. We are still extremely gracious for them coming through and speaking. They dropped some gems, y'all. They dropped some real proper moments and explained. For sure. The music story outside of us you know what i'm saying like exactly. outside of the and, US. and then afterwards we've got um <laughs> he was the president of fifth element yeah shout out uh after that we've got some music to play as well from him um and some other things we'd like to talk about so uh with no further ado unless you gentlemen have something else you want to lay down we will uh, be active in the chat. i was just gonna say that i ducked out way more than i want to and i'm very bummed out about this actually because i was really looking forward to sitting into this conversation and I got called away several times during this whole thing, and I feel like kind of bummed out. I'm just I don't know. So if you don't see Valiant next week, that's why he's on. <laughs> I got fired. <laughs> yeah. But yo, um... excuse me. Sorry. Are you, are you okay? Like yeah. I'm. I'm. You're obviously not okay. <laughs> you are really upset about the situation. It's not that. Oh, I'm, I'm also real tired too. I'm like. I'm yeah. So time. we've been up since I've been up since seven. Why don't we stop talking about what we're doing and you guys watch the show? How about that? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you the Len and Dan Stizo yeah episode. All right. Killing it. Roti and poutine. Yo, what's goody? What's goody? Welcome. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you are tonight, we are across the globe right now. It is the MC Armani Rain. My wonderful co host, the T.R.A.C. The historian himself, the Valiant MC. We are live and direct with people who really need no introductions. Lensman, Stizo, and Valiant. Why don't you do the honors of, 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 of introing these men properly? All right, well, for me, Lensman and Dan Stizo represent something that in drum and bass is, we haven't seen in a while, and that is uh, a distinct DJ-MC pairing. Uh, we haven't had like an ongoing pairing like this uh, since, like I'd say, Bookham and uh, MC Conrad. And it's kind of cemented by this new release that is coming out in the for the NQ State of Mind LP, which comes with an accompanying mix by the two of them of all North Quarter music. And we haven't seen that kind of thing since, literally good looking. Um, and of course, uh, both of these men on their own have significant bodies of work uh, that I, again, need no introduction. Um, so for me, as an MC geeking out over the fact that this DJ and MC pairing has been going on for so long, uh, I love that. So I'm excited to have these two on the show, for sure. Welcome, gentlemen. How you doing? 
<laughs> Yo, thanks for having us. Yo, flowers. that was a good flowers. intro, man. Flowers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you worked on that for like three hours. Really yeah. Funny. yeah. <laughs> it, it was practicing in the mirror yeah, this morning. Sure. Yes, man. Like, you had to get it right. He called me, and I was like, nah, you got to do it this way. You know, it was like a whole thing. <laughs> but here we are, man. Intercontinental. There's all kinds of crazy things right going countries, on right now. Yeah. We've got Canada up. Let me just. This appearing oh. thing is wild. Canada over there. We've got New York That's over true. here. We've got the Netherlands down there. We've got Hong Kong over there. We are pre-recording today. So another pre-warning because I seem to say this every single time in the intro and then you guys don't listen. We're pre-recording. So every time you type somebody's <laughs> going to be asking you questions. And we don't answer you, it's because yeah. we're not live. So stop asking. This Why is Steve's on all the answer on my questions? <laughs> like, I said hi. Like, what is your favorite food, man? What is your all right, food? So let's get into it. And that is the question of the hour. Who should I start with? We'll start with Steve. You, you said it like three times. I feel like you're very ready to answer this question. So what is your bucket list food, sir? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think I, I was watching one of your 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 recordings uh, like last yeah. week, and I think you asked that question. So I was yeah. thinking about, yeah, what's your answer to this question? You're going to ask <laughs> yeah, me, right? Protein, poutine, we ask every single time, man. Yeah, yeah. so... The, the big thing here in Hong Kong, you, you, it's always hot pot, you know, hot pot. Oh, yeah. Know, you, All right. yeah. And then and then you go hot pot, but you go crazy on the chili. And the chili is not, the, 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 the chili from Sichuan, China, is, mm. uh, or, or, or Chongqing, there's like a different part. It's not in Hong Kong, it's far away from here, but they add not only spice, but they add tongue numbing as well. So it's ma la, mm. they call it ma la. Mm. So ma is, I think, the tongue numbing, and la is the spice. So it's tongue numbing. So it's just uh, you don't feel anything anymore, and that's that's the crazy shit. You just go hot potting all the time, and of course you drink a lot of beer. And yeah, that's 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 the thing, man. That's that, that's what I really learned to eat here. So I well, love it. How is the Chinese drafts out there, man? They get the hot, the homemade Chinese draft beers. The draft beer, yeah. No, well. Yeah, Ching Tao, but you get the draft in the can here, right? I, I mm -hmm. don't know if you got the draft in the can as well in the, in the oh, US. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big time, yeah. Because in, in Holland, I didn't drink that stuff, you know? like I What? Just, I tell you, we don't have that, right? In, the, in Holland, like, cans are seen as, like, um, I don't know, low, lower quality. In a glass bottle. I mean, I mean dra draft in the can. You have it in Holland or not? Oh, draft. No, 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 no. Drop no. style in the can. I'm drinking it at Carl's. Well, yeah, it, it, like Boddington's and Guinness <laughs> comes with like a, a like a cartridge inside. So when you open up the can, it like no, it's just a normal oh, yeah. can. It's just no, a it's normal, just a normal can. can. Yeah, and it's called Carlsberg Draft. So yeah, I like that. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> All right, but yeah, it's together so early in this. Yeah, so that's just good. Drink a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a favorite food. Cool. I've actually had, we've got a nice spot around here that does some numbing. I, I'm not, uh, I like it. I like the food. I don't want to get too numbing, though. I don't like to think about my food while I'm eating it. You know what I'm saying? I just, just want to eat it. Be done with it. Listen, what's your uh, bucket list food? You were going to die tomorrow, and you were like, I need to have that today, and that's the end of it. Uh, Suriname-style sato soup. It's like, um, uh, I guess it was brought over from uh, Indonesian... Uh, well, 
I guess they were like forced into labour in Suriname. This is like old colonial stuff. And Suriname used to be a Dutch colony. There's quite a big Suriname yeah, population. Yeah, I got an uncle Holland. in Suriname, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, the cuisine in Suriname is kind of like um, fusion, like mixed stuff. And like you have, um, I don't know, Javan population there. And they brought over the, the salto soup. It's like a chicken soup. Mm. It's, mm. Yeah, you put like you, be, you make like the. It? It's like um, what do they call it? Um, like the, 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 the oh, just like the soup, the, the the broth, and then you you make a bowl with rice, and like you put loads of different bits into it, like so. Was it like chicken? Uh, kentang is like the, the fried potato chip yeah, yeah, yeah. things, uh, an egg, uh, soy sauce. Sounds like beep and uh, almost. Scots bonnet pepper. Hmm. Uh, damn, I can't remember all of the things off the top of my head right now, but it's yeah, it's one of my favorite foods. Uh, it, we're we're uh, live and you're on the spot, it's not a big no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've also got to translate from Dutch, Dutch into English. You know what yeah, I mean? So, sure. right. yeah. Man, we came for that Lensman episode, but he couldn't explain that soup, so I'm gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I made a, I made that recipe once for a, an album release. I don't know why I had to do a recipe, but it was like a promo thing. It's on there somewhere. So, <laughs> we'll hunt that down. Like, what, it was like on the back of. Was it like on the back of the record? That would be that would be sweet. No, no, the old school <laughs> stuff. Ingredients <laughs> used to do that. They used to do uh, recipes with the releases. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah, right. That's crazy. All right, cool. T, what was your food of the week? Oh lord, it's not even <laughs> over yet. Um, don't even ask me. I don't even know right now. Um, oh my, every week we do what, this. Oh <laughs> damn. <laughs> I don't remember what. How I many had. episodes? Like 10, 20, 30? It's like 20, 20, 20 something episodes, and you acting new. I'm acting new because I can't remember. Yo, it is early in the morning. I mean, yeah. Uh, it was something with, oh, it was this dope ass sort of a minced pork stew sort of ordeal. Uh, that is a vague description if I've ever heard yeah. one. Yeah. It's just like mincemeat and like yellow rice with a bunch of vegetables. Yellow rice, that's good. Yeah, Spanish rice. And, yeah, and Spanish not, rice. Yeah, it was proper. It was fast. It was done. I got up. Fast is always good. Then. That was it. You know what I mean? Spanish rice in what way? Because in America, when we refer to Spanish rice, it, it can refer to a lot of things. So yeah, like, like dirty rice. What, like mystery. mystery yellow stuff. got, I don't know, just yellow rice. Well, they're, say, they're saying fr saffron rice, and then you've got Spanish like, rice, which is more like rice. It's not fried rice. It's not fried rice. Because yeah. a lot of the a lot of, in America, a lot of times people will say Spanish and they mean like Latino in some form or another, like Mexican or Puerto Rican or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. So yes. everything across, everything below the border. Right, right. We're, right. we're really good at <laughs> go down the border there, and then we specialize Spanish. in generalizing over here. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah, we specialize in taking the culture out of every can single you get thing. Whole lot of <laughs> it's borders. all Spanish. Asian. Valiant, what did you have? What was your uh, highlight of the week, man? 
<laughs> I can literally say I can literally say I have no highlight. This this week has been really hectic, and everything I've eaten has been completely well. easy. Like it's just been terrible, terrible, dude. This, no, nothing. Hundred percent self. Had a good a plate. A plate of terrible. For real, for real. Like I've been making all right, bowl of cereal, peanut butter jelly sandwich, turkey sandwich. You know what I mean? Like it just it's terrible. So don't don't ask me what was good this week. Nothing. Nothing was really good this week. You're right. I'm, I apologize, guys. I didn't <laughs> ask the question we ask every goddamn week. You, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't it's fine. Eat it all with you. Yeah, no one ate. No, it's a good though. Because <laughs> I, takes, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't takes eat. This it's fine. Opportunity no, to make fun it's of all not. Of us. It's not. I'm not. <laughs> all the time. You think you learn after a while? <laughs> like, look, I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm going to make sure fine. I eat a very it's, good dish for the show. You should. I'm I dedicated. What? <laughs> yeah. I see you're Sometimes not dedicated to our pod. You're not dedicated to the podcast. I got it. <laughs> a lot of eateries are closed down. What? This is bullshit. We got two guests. Episode and then so, story. Yeah, we've got people in all kinds of different time zones taking time out of their day to come speak to this, and you couldn't even make. Some uh, well, we better stop wasting time then. Get to the getting. So, I, <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually have been cooking a lot lately. And I actually decided to take some Satan and cut it up and make some Mongolian beef. Satan? Satan. Satan. Is it Satan or Satan? It's Satan, man. Don't worry. Nope. These guys are oh, oh, it's Satan. So oh, this, we are not getting this messing episode around. at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're messing with you, bro. Chopping so anyway, up sixes. Yeah. Chopping up sixes. So Chopping up sixes. <laughs> Ate <laughs> some Mongolian Satan with the peppers and the uh, and Something all that. In the devil's dick, yeah, no, yeah, 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 all that. Wait, did you what, just say the what, devil's dick? I don't. <laughs> yeah. What? The devil's dick. You know, <laughs> no, this shit just went like off a, the rails. <laughs> he's just he's just quoting random, random rap lyrics. Right, that's a random lyric. Oh, okay, okay. But Satan just like that? Uh, I thought we all knew that. I thought we were just playing off his tofu, sort of tofu, right? Satan. Yeah, it's Satan. uh, it's a uh, soy based. Is it? I can't mm. remember. I believe I so. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Protein. 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 Vegetarian protein. Yeah. You know, uh, so yeah. Monty's out in ATL, so he, you know, they they get it out up there, out, out there on the cooking side and everything. So. I've been trying a lot, man. You're, I've been, you're in you Atlanta. Know? I am in Atlanta. Yes, sir. Down south, I've uh, yeah, ATL got drum and bass, y'all. Let's yeah, go, man. yes, oh. sir. We will bring it back soon as this pandemic's over, man. We call it um, Perning, uh, Cicada, North, <laughs> North, North Park. What's it? North yeah, yeah, North we pour, we pour, <laughs> call it pouring gas on it. Myself, MJ, uh, it, Elements Crew, and not Elements. I grew up with that shit, man. I grew, with, I grew up with Atlanta, I Torch. Grew up with Atlanta. Yeah. nice. Family business, man. So we we trying to we trying to bring the scene back here. We've been doing really well. We got to have you guys come through. As a matter of fact, that would be super sick. Yeah, man. Never been out there. Oh man, yeah. Let's change that in twenty twenty one. Haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Change that in twenty twenty one. Speaking of which, let's talk about some music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's get into the origin story, as Valiant would like to say. It was coined that phrase. I'm not even going to pretend like I came up that at all. Let's get into the origin story of Lensman and Steezo. What was your first aha moment? What did you grow up on? What made you jump into the music and say, this is what I want to do? Was it your family? Was it the rebellion <clears throat> against the family? Did you just stumble onto some weird shit in the room one day? Like, <laughs> what, what sparked it? Uh, for me, it was like discovering hip-hop and like Dan 
basically introduced me to it. In like, I, I obviously I was already aware of it and I was listening to some of it, but he kind of when I met him in school, we we uh, we were in the same class. Uh, he was already like he got into hip hop early, but he'll explain that. Um, and he he used to make me like mixtapes, and I you know I wasn't like I was not really into it, and it kind of just <laughs> blew my mind. You know what I mean? Oh, when I, like, I wasn't into hip hop. He's like, wait, oh, what? Wasn't into it before. <laughs> okay, okay. I wasn't into it before. Like, really? Who the fuck is this Dan Cecil guy bugging the shit out of me? God damn. No, 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 no. <laughs> like we became friends, and he made me tapes, and like I just got really hooked on the hip hop. Oh, and I actually, like my kind of journey into uh, making music started as me as a rapper as well. Oh, oh wow! That I did not we know. Actually, yeah, we were actually in a group together for a while, um, and yeah, just I don't know, it just developed. You know what I mean? Was your rap name Lensman? It was, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I thought you were gonna I get like some. I was MC. I, mean, I was expecting another day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was. I was really excited to hear what that no. alter ego was. No, I, do no, remember, no. I do remember hearing Steezo on one of your mixes referencing going all the way back to the mixtapes from when you were young. So mm. I that kind of took care of that for me right there. Yeah. Um, when at what point did you guys decide that drum and bass was something you wanted to run with? Um. Well, I guess like with drum and bass, I returned the favor because my mother lives in the UK, right? And uh, I was like heavily into hip hop by then. We're talking kind of mid nineties now. And um, yeah, my friends in the UK basically introduced me to it. They were into like House of Techno before and I wasn't really feeling it. Mm -hmm. And then they started, um, play like tapes by Booker and Conrad, for instance. And then they started buying the records, you know what I mean? And I was kind of interested in um, just the, yeah, just the turntables because of hip hop and everything. And, and the jungle and drama based stuff kind of just had that same energy for me, the same attitude. Mm. Um, and I started listening to it, started buying it and uh, yeah, I guess I didn't really know anyone in in the Netherlands at the time that was into it. Mm. And a couple of years later, I guess Dan got more interested in it as I kind of yeah. stuck with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. um, I started DJing in clubs a little bit. And I think in the early 2000s, maybe I asked you to, to MC once. Yeah, was, from my point of view, just to go back to that moment that we met in school, we right. were in, we were, I think, sec so I think Ty just, uh, he didn't pass through the next class or something, you were older than me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, You know, so I, and, and <laughs> you know, we're, to we're total weirdos, of course, he's, he's, he, you're like more like a grungy guy, like listening to, I think, Metallica mm. and all sorts of rough stuff, you got long hair and, I, I can't picture that. You got like oh, a please go like school too, man. I don't know, man. And I was like, I was like, I was, I got into hip hop because you asked me like, why did 
because I was like totally lost, of course, right? Because I was <clears throat> as a kid, I was like 12, 13. <clears throat> My parents separated. Um, I moved to a to a different hood. It's, it's, it's not rough anything, but it's more multicultural where I lived a little bit. So I got in touch with other people and my sisters she she was with a graffiti artist in her class he, mm -hmm. he was, she was all she's only three years older but this this guy is like a graffiti artist right so he was like a hip-hop cat already so he made a tape for my sister ah uh no he made a tape for me actually no, not from and on one side is run dmc okay uh, you know the, the album with beats to the rhymes on it yeah and on the other side yeah, another side is like PE, like what's what's the album? Uh, not takes the a nation for fear of a black planet. Is exactly so. That is the first tape I got in touch with. Jesus Christ! I, I got in touch with music, right? Because yeah. there was only like what Nan and Cherry was in the. the I'm guessing so. Razor Hell was the Run DMC side, right? Was it Razor Hell? I think earlier. Tougher than leather, tougher than leather. Tougher than leather. Okay. And then the beatboxing was in there, and I would start beatboxing every day, and it's like. What the fuck's happening? And I, I, I cannot remember. I, I just didn't listen to any other music since then. So, and I didn't even listen to music before that. So it was like, I just listened to only hip hop all my life. Mm. So did, like, uh, didn't you go to like people, a, uh, you went to like a Public Enemy concert when you were like ten or eight? Oh, man! Now the first concert <laughs> I went was it was to, with, to Ice Cube. First, he got Jericho. I was like. I was like 12 years old, man. I was like there, everyone smoking hash. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I'm from Leiden. Man. We're not from Rotterdam. I, I, I go to with Michiel Schreffer, you know, with, with, with two white guys, like two, two meters tall, and they're fucking white as fuck. But they're hip hop guys. One was, he, he grew up in Caribbean, you know, it's like hip hop stuff. And we were at an Ice Cube concert, man, 91. He just broke out of NWA, and it's like, right, oh, what the fuck? Right. That was like, and then we, and then they, yeah, prime then we Ice Cube, fight, like we got prime Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted era Ice Cube. Yeah, like, that, yeah. that album. <laughs> yeah, 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 Yo, yeah. Yo Yo was in the Yo Yo was in the. Uh, oh, I used to have a crush on Yo Yo. Yeah, yeah, it was like crazy. And after I went to to all these 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 concerts, Ice T, Public Enemy, I don't know what, what like all these concerts. I was like only 12, 13, 14, 15. I went to all these concerts. It was crazy. And then so I met Ty and I was like into making tapes and then I'm sort of like I think it's I am you know I, I we are like weirdos. Ty and me are weirdos in school. We we don't get like uh I say we're not like the wimps or something, but we're just, we're not interested in other people and they're not interested in us. So sure. we just met like that and we always chilled. At I, we always chilled like that. Oh, you know, yeah, we're like, we, we were just into, uh, into, yeah. we were into like shit that no one else was into, I guess, especially with the music, like everyone else was listening to like Ace of Bass or whatever. Mm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You know, we're like, yeah. we're like Wu Tang, Mob Deep, whatever. I remember, like in school as well, we used to have like uh, when when we got into like the the second half of like the the high school system, we had like um, a basement where we could play music at break time, and we used to run downstairs, oh, shit, yeah. play like NWA down there, and all kinds of stuff at break. That was like for me. That's kind of like. Okay, yeah, having like a record label and be, being a DJ and everything is like an extension of that feeling where you're like you're so into some kind of music 
and you want other people to hear it, we're basically forcing it on other people. Right. These these people don't want to hear NWA, you know what I mean? But we're we still the same guys, right? You're still the same guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what I want to hear, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm still the same man. I'm still the same guy, yeah. man. Fuck. I'm still the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy to hear both of that, that background of just like the actual complete rebellious of it, especially even you, Steve, that you like, that's a hell of a step in, man. It's like, I don't listen to music to <laughs> I'm an MC immediately. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's like, just straight in and just like to the hardcore, most hardcore too. I mean, you know, I was in before. Oh, man, I was, I, I was not time. even in high school, man. I wasn't even I in high school. I was, I was like rapping. I was like rapping. I didn't even. I didn't know what it mean, man. Straight R and B. It's like in the in the skit with NWA and Ice Cube. It's like straight R and B. Straight R and B. I didn't know what it means, man. I didn't know straight R and B. He's dissing straight. He's dissing R and B, man. Later, I find out oh, he's dissing R and B, and it's like, and then it's like NWA. It's about it's all this this you know this blow job. It's crazy because at that point too, like Cube had gone through a lot. So like watching the yeah. saga that made that type of Cube, and he came out like straight hardcore yeah. as fuck. So that's being man, your, Cube, your first a, introduction. A story to yeah, man. Yeah, man. Death certificate and America's Most Wanted. Yeah, lethal injection. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. He's got he's got a uh, plethora of bangers. Plethora, yeah, plethora so, of bangers. Yeah, you gotta find the lesbian rap tape, eh? Is that that's what's happening? Okay, he's a lot. He's a lot better than me. He, he is the fucking talented. He, he 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 spits like hard, like in Dutch and in English. This oh, guy shit. can do both. Yeah, yeah, man. For me, it took it took a very long time to to get something right. But he's like, bam, bam, bam. He writes very. This he got good shit, man. I might find it, but I won't put it in sound. Not anymore, though. <laughs> 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 so, was it the MC and the influence into the production side of the world for you, Lensman? Like, how did that... Uh... Um, no, not really. I mean, as I say, we, you know, I guess we met when I was maybe 15 or something. Yeah, I'm pretty young. I was rapping, I was rapping a year later, and I guess we, we, we joined some people in a group when we were about 18, 19 or something. And the guy was making beats, like the, the kind of the leader of the crew was making beats. And he had like uh, Atari ST and, and, um, with Cubase and a sampler and stuff. <laughs> and um, I, was, I, I wasn't really experimenting then, but I was just watching him, you know what I mean? Uh, and meanwhile, I, I had like some friends that were kind of more into electronic music production. But back then, you know, like these days, all you need is a laptop and right. you can make music, right? Mm -hmm. But back then you needed to like really invest. You needed to have like the skills, you didn't have the internet. So you couldn't just, you know, Google, like yeah, go on YouTube find, to find, like find, an find tutorials. So right. you needed like some gatekeepers and you, need, you needed a lot of mon money to buy like synthesizers, samplers, you know, it's like expensive stuff. Right. A lot of knowledge going into it. And there's, you know, we didn't have the information revolution then. So, you know, how do you start? So I, was, oh, I had a friend who had like one synthesizer and he had like a, an Amiga and some kind of weird, what, is he, what do they call them again? Like, where, like the, the music production thing where it goes from top to bottom. It's just so, side tracker, I think they're called. And you have to like program it with like, 
numbers and, and and letters and stuff and it's like it's super nerdy and i couldn't understand i'm about it. to say we're still obsessed yeah. Leslie. we don't know what you're talking yeah, yeah. about i mean i couldn't <laughs> understand like, it i'm that. just not like yeah it's <laughs> like <laughs> sure sure yeah. it's basically like you you know you know the matrix where the green code and stuff go right right right, right. on like the like, rack yeah yeah, the, yeah. Code. so uh, yeah. i didn't get it you know what i mean i've got like some tapes here and stuff that we made back then i haven't heard it in about 20 years it's probably horrifying. <laughs> that's what. That's kind of how I started out, just trying DJing, and um, in the early two thousand, you know, the internet had become a big thing. Uh, computers had become better, so you could just, yeah, you could, you know, you, you could get free loops and the computer and some samples, and you could make something. Make something out of it. Yeah, that's when things. When I really started learning how to do it, when I could actually do it in my own house, you know what I mean? Before I had to go to other people's places that had the stuff, and it wasn't until the early 2000s that I, I had like my own setup. And, yeah, yeah I, I think in 2000, most didn't even think you could have a studio in your house. Even, oh, I mean, which is no. crazy because every studio I've ever been to, even like from the days of Busta and all those guys, I was in somebody's apartment doing that, and they turned their whole apartment into sort of a studio uh, yeah. uh, ordeal. But it was like huge boards. Oh yeah, and and you know what I mean. And the, the booth was set up nicely, and it was the living room. Everybody was just smoking weed, so we didn't think about it as an apartment or whatever happened. No, you smoking, you smoking weed. This is what yeah, we actually yeah. did. It's like, making, <laughs> we said rap did, group, yeah. just smoke, smoke joints. That's what we did, basically. Hey, yeah, isn't yeah, like... Smoke weed to get yeah, panic attacks. Yeah. yeah, about to say, isn't like <laughs> the Netherlands and Amsterdam is, that's like weed central when, when we was young. Everybody, oh, you, mate, the, the weed out here is too strong. I, but I, 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 like I, in I, the States. Yeah, like. yeah it's, we, we, we've, we've caught up. But the funny thing is, guys, if, if, if I think back about the time, tie when we were young, I, you, not 18 yet, right? And there's coffee yeah. shops everywhere. So you just stand in front of a coffee shop and you, you're going to stand there on a Thursday because Thursday is a double day. So you get, <laughs> if you buy 25 you euros, you get 10 euro for free hashish with it. So it's a double wow. day. So yeah, and then not, you stand there, you're it. 15 or 16. You say to a guy is walking in, hey, can, can you buy me 10, 10, 10 euro for a week? And then you get like 20, 20 euro of stuff, right? So yeah, it, it was crazy. Yeah, it's, just, fun, it's just not it's fair. Just yeah, the, the closest <laughs> I ever came to that was uh, double really, double day was us. Is like you get caught with 10 grams, you get double day, man, double get, day, you yeah. get jail. Yeah, you think about it. Yeah, I re I remember uh, when I was first heading into Toronto for a couple of years, and one of the nights there was like a a, a smoke spot around the, around the corner from the Kensington Market area, and I remember what we can go in there and smoke. And when I went upstairs, I I was blown away at how everybody was just jointed away. They they couldn't sell in Canada. They they can't sell smoke. But they can sell you uh, the seeds to grow your own, along with other things, and along with paraphernalia. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, that's how it was. That's how it was then. Yeah, at, at one point you could have <clears throat> walked around with like, like with like, uh, let's one one of the one of the smoke shops did like a, a fusion of a milkshake, 
with weed in it, and they had to stop doing it because people was walking out <laughs> doing some wild shit. Unaware. <laughs> yeah, but that they was all messed up I and all that. Why I keep yeah, going it's full legal now, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's fully. <laughs> fully. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's uh, that was back when uh, yeah, it was kind of like it was kind of decriminalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like a nebulous time. Now it's like it's fully legal, but it's in a way it's even more nebulous now because uh, they legalized it and then figured out everything afterwards so as far as like all the rules about selling it all the rules about like growing it all that stuff they figured out after they legalized it and it was just it was a huge mess it still is kind of a mess it's probably gonna take another year or two to figure out so and look at us in the states we're still trying to figure it out now so should we legalize it so it's um i don't know well i had to step away sorry they they came and got a picked up a, a body <laughs> so um i had to help load it in uh i wanted to get to uh musically speaking um, they have no idea what you're talking about but yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. I, I work and live in a funeral home guys so that's that's yeah, right. that's the deal uh, but i wanted to get to lensman uh specifically what led you to that specific drum and bass path that you currently occupy um because you and North Quarter in general is identified. I, I, don't, I don't like to use the, the term liquid, but more with that side of drum and bass. So what was it that drew you to that side of drum and bass? At what point did you sort of commit to that particular lane? Is there a Lensman jump up record anywhere is what he's asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> uh, there is actually but yeah um and can we have it? <laughs> it, it was released kind of it's, it's not really jump up it's called bear trap it was like a tribute to dj die mm. oh okay oh so like full cycle style jump up type. yeah okay. yeah yeah okay. it's not like full jump up it's not like aphrodite kind of anyway um yeah so i was I was into hip hop and my friends into house and techno and then they started, um, you know, I was just there chilling with them and like, I remember someone walking in the room with like a, a live mix from Bookham and Conrad and that kind of appealed to me because of the MC and mm. because of the bro- broken beats kind of, I don't know, just gave me that feeling of hip hop. And I, I think like in my kind of drum and bass taste, hip hop's always been a part of it. You know, being kind of, yeah, like parallel to it in a way, you know. Um, the first kind of records that I bought were quite diverse, you know. But I think the first one, I, the first drum and bass record I ever bought was a Peche remix of LTJ Book of Music. So mm-hmm. that was really okay. kind of like in that direction. But it's, yeah, I mean, it, it, in, in that time, drum and bass evolved quite a lot and quickly, you know. Right, so right. it hasn't evolved as much in more recent times. Um, but I was buying like stuff on Full Cycle or Metalheads or Prototype and V recordings, um, you know, and then shortly after that, around about 98, I got into Ed Rush and Optical when they Ooh. were doing, you know, like oh, Wormhole and stuff before that. I got into Dillinger, like he was like one of my biggest- One of the dance, yeah. Loves, you, you know, in terms of drum and bass, especially, um, in the later 90s, kind of hard noise, uh, Strontian jazz remix, mm-hmm. and, uh, what's it called on um, Prototype? Light Years was one that I really liked. Mm. 
stuff like that, you know, kind of really heavy drums. Um, and then, you know, I was kind of into all that. And then it was like, uh, Caliber and How You Make Me Feel by Marcus Intellects RIP. and SC Files. And that was kind of like, for me, that was like a, a revolutionary moment. Because revolutionary. It had, like, it had like the vibes and the good looking stuff, but it had like tough drums and stuff. Right. I don't know. And that was kind of like a bit of a moment for me. And, and I think like in general, in drum and bass, that was like a, a turnaround moment because towards the late 90s, it had become quite dark. Right. Uh, well, you know, it's interesting is around it not only did it become quite dark in the late 90s, like atmospheric drum and bass died, like you were saying, had kind of like lost a lot of its yep. jungle and like sort of hip hop and soul roots. And it was like very space age, but like it didn't have yeah. it was almost elevated were. music. Yeah, it was kind of, it was weird. The drums started getting kind of, I don't know. I started, I actually started checking out a little bit. And when the pendulum swung too far to the, oh, not to say pendulum, actually. That's not what I meant. <laughs> that was a terrible, <laughs> that's not was what like, I meant at all. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, it kind of yeah. went left and went yeah. too far left. But when I remember and when Peche dropped Miles from Home, though, it was like, oh, hey, wait, deep drum and bass yeah. can be something. We can't have yeah. jazzy drum and bass again. You know what I mean? So. It's well, ironically, it hasn't really progressed that much. But like, was it was it intellects that took the, the 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 time to make things deeper in drum and bass? Was it him initially? Now that I think about it, we talking about the ST, the How You Make Me Feel record. That record, mm. to this day, I still can't describe how I feel about that record. You know what I mean? It's it's just when I hear it, I automatically, and that had, and for me, I think that was one of the first ones that made me go, "All right, this is this is it." This is this is where we're, I'm glad we're headed here. And um, I don't know if he's like solely responsible for it, but I just remember when that that record came out, it was like a moment for me. Yeah, because it, something clicked that I didn't really realize. You know, it made sense when I heard it, but I didn't. I couldn't imagine that kind of track before then. You know what I mean? No, no. The way no. it was kind of produced and stuff. And Caliber was kind of there at the same time. Um, I was really into total science back then as well. In that total era. science, oh, yeah. Yeah. shut up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of innovators and rule breakers. Like even in a sense, because a lot of people don't understand. Even when you get into the liquid side of things, that uh, there's a lot of risk taking involved. Like the things that you've been associated with, the tunes that you've produced aren't aren't none of them have been down the lane. And to hear your your the lineage that went into that, the, the metalheads, the V recordings, the caliber, it was all these people who took chances and, and created something different sonically. And you can see that transfer over to North Quarter. It's kind of like your bloodline of like, we're going to do this this differently. And that's why a lot of people are so excited to hear you guys on the show and see what that's about. Yeah, I think like from North Quarter, especially like specifically, you know, it's kind of, I've, I've tried to take my influences from drum and bass, but also the hip hop stuff. And, you know, through hip hop, like when I 
you know, when I was really first kind of um, introduced to it, like that was like the sample era, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People like sampling stuff and getting away with it. It was before like people even realized they were being sampled, you know what I mean? And then they got sued and then, and then it kind of turned into like the late nineties and just became the little bleeps and the things or whatever. But it was like the sample era and I discovered so much music through hip hop like what they were digging for, you know, and that was kind of sounds influence. I don't know, just like my, my music tastes in general, you know what I mean? And I still listen to like a lot of soul, jazz and, and funk stuff as well. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's just all these influences and I don't know, just piecing it together. Stuff that I like Make, basically. Making it work. Obviously the North Quarter is, is a drum bass label, but you also have, like, you've released a full hip-hop album with Abnormal Sleeps. Red Eyes is a significant amount of hip-hop. Red book. Eyes album is amazing. Um, in general, if looking, like, eyes. down the line in the long term, yeah. uh, do you potentially see the North Quarter diversifying genre-wise, like, in general? Like, that. abandoning, the, like, the drum bass label altogether? Keeping drum bass involved, maybe, but, like, just sort of disregarding genre? For me, that's always been the goal from day day one, really. But it's more about, um, obviously, when I started the label, a lot of the people that were interested in the label were people that were already into my music. So I've already got like this fan base and you kind of have to ease them into new music. You know what I mean? Or you have to find fans that are more open-minded, perhaps, because some, some drum and bass fans can be... I don't know. They don't. They're not really in, as interested in other genres. They just want to hear drum and bass. In drum and bass. Long. Yeah. It's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like. It's been a long walk, but it's getting better. When I interviewed <laughs> Dell in like twenty, I don't know. I think it was like twenty eighteen now, or uh, he was very careful. I remember in a conversation, he was very pointed about the fact that he sees drum and bass and hip hop, sort of. Like Co the same, not not the same, but being the same. Like they're part of like the same. I've always, sort of I've, I've always said that. Music. Yeah, I've always. That's, that's and, my that's my life right there, pretty much. And I think yeah. a lot of people, <laughs> I think a lot of like drum bass consumers as well as drum bass labels are threatened by the idea of having music that is not drum and bass in it. Um, you know, it, like, it's weird to say that too, though, as I listen to that, because I'm saying everything that makes drum and bass is from sort of the outside sphere of everything, you know, right, right. Me, which is wild, but I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. No, I was just gonna say like, you know, sets by people like John B, like in the early 2000s or Marky, who will bust out 20 minutes of sheer Brazilian house music. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things can be very polarizing for people, which I find odd. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just wondering how you see, or if you have even like a mild plan in your head for the North Quarter going forward in the long term, or if you're just kind of playing it by ear. I'm playing it by ear, but that's mainly, it's not because I don't want to diversify more and more quickly, but it's more about finding musicians that I feel, you know. Can handle it. Have like the same amount of quality, like abnormal sleeps, um, I, I I loved his music already when I when I first discovered him, and he was up for doing an album. But it's like you have to find someone where I like the music and I think it's good enough. Uh, you have to find someone that's willing to kind of release, 
you know, either like R&B, soul, house, whatever, something on a drum and bass label or primarily a drum and bass label. So it's like two kind of, in two directions, it can be difficult. Yeah. But currently, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to find other artists to work in. I'm trying to, to work with this singer. I can't really say anything about that yet, but I, yeah, I'd really like to do more non-drama-based stuff as well. And just like, you know, it's, it's like, for me, kind of the, the, the labels that I, I'm inspired by would be something like Stone's Throw, where mm. you don't really know what music's going to be right. that they release, but you know it's going to be good. You know what I mean? Right. So you can kind of trust the label, it's going to be quality music, but it could be any genre, really. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't, I, I was going to switch slightly, but if you guys have something to follow up on. No, I yeah. mean, it's just pretty much preaching the mantra that we've all been on. We've especially, been talking, yeah. Especially as American drum bass heads who, like, I'd like to remind people all the time, like, it didn't start here. So the whole complete hardcore drum and bass or nothing never made sense to me. Uh, as right. much as blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> as I put into this music, I was a hip-hop head first, and I got into this. And to watch the parallel between the two, and, uh, and at, at the same time, they're both very protective of its core. So I understood both sides of it you know but it was always like watching watching the two of them run side by side uh i always felt that drum and bass was uh the uk's answer to hip-hop you know what i mean so it was kind of like you know watching the two things coexist and and at the same time from the american side making sure that i always kept my hip-hop inside of that same culture like i never wanted to separate the two and for those who know i do different types of genres of music specifically because it's hybrid gang all day that's how i started that's how it goes and and they're all beautiful things of music so so see you actually take that very mantra and put it into a label is refreshing and and appreciated it's basically nice, thanks <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, damn no, for I... me it's just it's oh go ahead yeah, yeah, no, sorry, I didn't have any, anything really. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, can oh. we bring? bring Dan, where you at, Dan? Where'd you go? I was just gonna talk. I was gonna ask him something. <laughs> where did Jay? Oh, there he there goes. There he is. There he goes, Dan. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I don't Dan, know, I was gonna say uh, you obviously are are as an MC are are obviously much more influenced by hip hop than anything. I think that goes obviously that goes with the the three of us. Um. At what point, when when you started emceeing for drum and bass, did you always have in your mind that you were going to take a hip hop approach, or did you start out by emulating any guys from the UK? No, Ty asked me to to play on a on a night in our hometown in, in Leiden in Keytown. He mm -hmm. played me to he was he was opening up for Aphrodite, I think. So I was like. I, uh, we were just doing our hip-hop stuff all the time, he, but he was DJing us on vinyl. He's doing the drum and bass DJing. So he's like, yeah, then just, just come on the mic. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to do like drum and bass set, just rap on it and just see how it goes, right? <laughs> and then he gives me a little bit of sort of like, uh, let's say not instructions, but this, this, is, this is what the approach is, is should be in drum and bass sort of. So my approach is like, I, I do my hip-hop stuff, but uh, I just had the pre-written stuff on hip-hop anyway, sort of like, I didn't know anything about drum and bass at that at that time, actually. Mm. So was, he just gave me that opportunity to step on the mic, and I, I was like, you know, I just want to. I want to be on the stage, to be honest. I just want to be on the stage with the crowd. I I love that, uh, and actually, uh, I did that a lot. Also, I I, I started with with Thai drum and bass, and then 
Uh, we did a lot of gigs in Holland. It's all government funded. You know, you can go mm -hmm. to all these crazy little towns and places, do like, I don't know, maybe 50. Don't make us American jealous there. about this government funded stuff, man. Uh, yeah, but, so, yeah. They support the be arts. Think about this. You think about, uh, what was it, Armin van Buren, Afrojack, Lensman. All these guys, they, they could do it probably because they, they, they had an opportunity to play somewhere at some point, right? And people love the music and then they, they are encouraged to, to produce and start continuing doing that. So right. yeah, we were doing that as well, me and Ty, and we were playing everywhere. And I, I just love the, 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 the stage. So my approach is really like I want to be on a stage. And, and of course, I got better in it. I got into drum and bass much when, when we started doing that and listening to it. And I fell in love with the drum and bass. I was Okay. Uh -oh. Totally. There goes a new, a new Steez Freeze. The Steez uh -oh. Freeze right Steez now. Freeze. Uh -oh. Freeze. The Steezo Freezo. Stozen. Yeah, the Stozen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Oh, he's not. There he goes. Fuck. There he is. Sorry about there that. He goes. No, yeah, so. Yeah, it's a little bit too much here for the bandwidth, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I fell, I fell in love with that, and um. So, 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 yeah, so when we started, I, I started giving out the tapes of, of, of hip hop to Tsai and then, then when we start doing this, like I, he introduced me to drum and bass and, uh, and since then we just doing that. And I, I, I went away for a couple of years. We did that, like we did that stuff in Holland to, to go all these places. We did it from 2000, maybe 2003 until 2008 or something, I guess. And then, then mm -hmm. I was. I was I was asked in DJ Chester's club also to MC and I started like MCing on house music in Holland like in in housing clubs in normal clubs there's also MCs that's not very normal in other countries but in Holland there's really like an MC culture also on that type of music mm -hmm. so I, I got a shot and I got all these residencies mm -hmm. and all these cool clubs with the girls and 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 I, I had a like a like a electro hip hop outfit and and we, we did like uh, MTV stuff so I was really into into that stuff but I got so tired of it I was getting depressed at the end actually and, and Ty asked me back like hey we gotta do this drum and bass again do do it serious I think 2013 <laughs> or something mm -hmm. he asked me for an Outlook mix or something like that I guess Ty and then and then I and then I, I I woke up again like yeah, oh shit what what I'm doing man it's like I was getting in the clubs and only getting drunk on the vodka and all the time what the fuck and then I fell in love again with the music and and then that it really changed my life because I wasn't so addicted anymore to the clubs I more fell in love with the music again and that was really hip hop really the drum and bass for me and uh -huh. yeah that, that that's yeah and I'm, and then I'm, actually uh -huh. yeah no go ahead bro. And after, actually, after that, that then I, I started really more maybe emulating or listening to other drum and bass MCs a uh, little bit more carefully. Okay, this I remember seeing SPMC and like what was it? we SP. went to Belgium, Ty, in 2006 or something. Yeah. We went to Belgium, 2006 or something. Yeah, yeah. maybe and earlier even. I've still got loads. Blown of away, you know. And this, yeah, to be honest, if. if 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 there's someone that he for me is like just the best MC in the world. Yes. Not not only not not only drummer bass, but just the best MC in the world. It's sort of like yeah, that's okay is in my top list. It's it's, it's, it's like yeah. so yeah, and and then I'm I'm on stage with him at some point in my life, like a couple of years, and it's like wow, man, this is so amazing, and and yeah, I respect all these 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 guys so much, 
and I'm just happy to be a little bit of part of this and, and people show me a little bit of their love, have some opportunities, do some tracks on some great labels. Of course, um, yeah, because of Ty, he gave me the shot and, and, and yeah, I just grew with him a little bit here and there and, and because of Ty, I got this opportunity. So we're oh, grateful shit. for that, yeah. Well, uh, I want to say that uh, since you guys are both here that uh, I, lo I still love you guys just remind me how much I played Moving Focus off of the Looking at the Stars album. I must have ran that song about a million times. I think that is the perfect uh, MC and uh, producer combinations. I don't know. It was something about that record. My girl tell you, I was, we'd be cleaning up the house and I'd be like picking up the trash. Like, you know, it, it's, it was one of those records. Looking forward to some more of that to going on. Um, yeah, man. So North Quarter steps into the mind one day, uh, 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 Lensman. Uh, what exactly was the spark? Was it a, a long-term thing? Was it a, just an idea or? No, I mean, you know, as I was saying earlier, we used to play these tapes in the basement mm -hmm. of school. And to me, that's kind of like the root of the whole thing to me, like wanting to play music to people that I, I feel deserves to be heard. And that same philosophy, mantra, vibe is like what having a label is all about really. And mm -hmm. I kind of feel like when I started doing drum and bass full time and doing it for a living, that was always in the back of my mind, but it's more like when, when's the right time to do it? And I always kind of envisioned it, you know, I'm going to try and grow as an artist. And when I get to a certain level, then would be the right time to launch a label. Right. But, you know, I guess I was a metalhead. I was quite comfortable. You know, I really enjoyed working with heads as well. Shout out to the heads. I don't know. Yeah, I was kind of comfortable and back, and, and like people weren't really doing labels, like new ones for a long time, you know? Right. And then it was really, I found out I was going to be a dad that opened up ah. my mind to it. Lovely kids, must I add. Daddy cool, all daddy MCs. What's up? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, becoming a dad kind of made me think more about the future, uh, having kind of some kind of contingency plan. Right. You know what I mean? Like, music's not exactly the best kind of, not the most, um, stable. Words. Yeah, not the most stable in terms of money, yeah. you know what it's, I mean? It's not lucrative. Well, well no, no, it's, it's lucrative, but it's within a sense comes in waves, and you... Right, if you want to. Yeah. There is like, yeah. So did you start? It goes up and down. So did you start North Quarter um, as a way to put out your own music, or did you always have like uh, an art a label for other artists in mind? Um, I kind of felt like I wanted to do other artists right from the start because there were a couple of guys that I was kind of close with already for a number of years that I felt made really good music, but they weren't getting any love by mm -hmm. established labels. Well, like FD. We're talking about FD, Red yeah. Eyes, Submorphics oh. were like the main Subalphics, three guys. Good Lord. They were like the main three guys that I had in my mind to start with. Uh, I kind of felt like I should take care of the first couple of releases. And I also still had like my ties with heads. Whoops. Um, and I, I was a bit worried, to be honest with you, how it would go because it was like a new thing. I had no idea if it was going to go, you know, as it did. So I had like this, yeah, this worry. 
You won like about what yeah. two, two, maybe two uh, best new label was two for two years in a row, best new label or something. Am I bugging on that? Didn't win anything. Yeah. <laughs> so to the book for you, this and this is the part where this is what I'm basically getting at is you guys are on on a on a move right now. You you you've created something and are continuing to create something that is that is unique and is a movement. And I don't think at any point in time you're even worried about those types of things. Correct? No. Like, uh, I, no. I just want to do what I want to do, and yeah. you know I do kind of. I do it in in a way where I feel it's the right way to do it. You know, I try and be respectful. And that's something that hip hop taught me is be respectful of the history. You know what I mean? And just be, be genuine and be real. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm coming from. Uh, and I don't really care about what other people are doing. I don't care about what's popular. I just want to do what I think is good music and good artwork and you know just handle things in a respectful way and like you know i'm i'm definitely yeah kind of where i am and what i do it was built by that was made possible by people that came before me and built the scene and i kind of always want to shout about that and keep that in mind and i think that's important yeah. that everyone does that you know what i mean it's like yeah if you look at, you know, like MC Culture, for instance, if you look at MC Culture, that gets, that in certain segments of drum and bass fans, it gets no love. And that's because they don't understand the history what? of the... <laughs> must be a, you must be aware of this. Oh, your <laughs> this is, you know, it's because people don't understand the history. They haven't been taught the history. Right. So they don't understand it. So, speaking of, of uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Monty. Just real quick. I also feel, uh, this is a quick point, just as much as there's different levels to whatever you want to call success or whatever, there's different levels to popularity too. To, to say that these numbers or whatever means something, I'll, I'll equate it immediately to hip hop. Right now, hip hop is going through a very beautiful shift is what I'll call it on, um, what was commercial and what was this and pop and trap and mumble and yada yada, yada yada and then 2020 comes along and right. the top five albums of the year are all super lyricists like so you can talk about numbers and who's filling out stadiums and yada 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 but then you go look at the top five albums of the years it's the Royce the Five Nines the Busters the Griselda's the, you know what I mean it's like a smoke the Nas, like it's a whole different level of yeah. yeah what, what do you mean with what do you mean top five then? Ooh, 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 what sales? You talk about sales then? Not even sales. It's more like critically acclaimed at this point. It's yeah, those are, those yeah, are yeah, critical. Yeah. There's, there's like the journalism around it or what? Something. Right. Right. Pretty you much. still and, like and journalism. Don't, so people write about it. People. Say, yeah. 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 You know, and like what's being talked about at the barbershop? What's in the hip hop? Yeah. Those yeah, things. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that, because the culture is big, right? Especially in the US, that, that right. is really like uh, huge. So, but I think drone bass in general, very small scene. So, as you said, Valium is like, it's like that, right? This is such a small thing. And then the drone bass arena becomes like, or UPF becomes such a big platform because there is none other than them in the space. So, there's only like two voices, like really shouting very loud, maybe. But if you think about if you think about other dance scenes, let's say you get like 
I don't know, was the DJ Magger said top 50 DJs. So get top, you got the number one DJ of the world. What, what techno that, and house. Techno and house. Right? Techno yeah, yeah. and house. Yeah. Techno no, these, and are, house. these are these are not even, these are not even techno house. These are these are like this this pop music, man. This mm -hmm. is like people that throw. Hey, yeah, that's they, a, they, that's they, they throw cakes. Well. They, they they throw cakes in the in the in the audience. It's it's not even. <laughs> they're producers mostly. They're not even DJs. They're produ they're like pop and the producers. They they make right. they make good pop tunes. And right. you gotta, they don't even make their own tunes. They don't even make I can respect that too, but I mean, like, what is it? What does it mean, right? What, what does it exactly mean? And if you so, look at the house scene, for instance, it's so big, it's huge, right? It's, it's, it's just healthy to have that, that platform of proper taste-making yeah. uh, criticisms. And let's just leave all the, 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 uh, the uh, what do you call them, you know, the ideas of what you think of genres out of those conversations. Let's just talk about music and what does it mean to, you know, let's just keep it there. And then what that artist is bringing to the music and is it worth talking about? You know what I mean? Let's not be bought out. Let's not be, uh, what's the word that uh, people use when you, uh, you pay for records to get played and stuff like, like that. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, let's not saying. do that. You know I mean? yeah, if you think about it this way, I think if you think about music in a way that good music is always going to find the find the, the right ears anyway, Absolutely. right? Exactly. Absolutely. So you don't you don't need the middleman, but the middleman is going to be people like Ty Lensman or like the, the the people that's holding uh, positions of power, let's say, to to release your music. They are also responsible. What is going to be out there with a certain amount of degree of like respectability right it's not like somewhere on soundcloud in in, 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 the, in the dark room it's like it's a north quarter right so uh, labels yeah they also have have the ability and power There's responsibilities to, every, yeah no i know yeah that, that's their own taste so but then I it's all, always going to be yeah for christ's sake i yeah. think that's yeah. what it's really about i think the journalist thing goes they're going to do what they're going to do right of whatever I, I i'm and that's the point i'm trying to make so why don't we actually even get back into that let's 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 deviate because i feel it's taken yeah. away from the fact that we do have a fantastic label on the show doing yeah doing some things <laughs> hey you know, so, so, like, so let me uh before you go Amani, let me just do something real quick with my man lens many moons ago we were about, we were going to shoot a video in the middle of Manchester and uh, oh, yeah. happened to make it to King's Cross and meet up with, you know, the phone went out and I was like, uh-oh, and then somebody goes, track, and I was like, oh, just found me on the nick of whatever it was. We enjoy ourselves, right? We we go, we start walking, we go look for some food. I went into the hood with Farrell, Shasta Farrell, of course, and then I look up while I'm in the middle of the Man Manchester and what does it say in one of these tall buildings? It says the North Quarter. North Quarter. North Quarter, right. And I said, oh, wait a minute. Is this where Lensman got the name uh, North Quarter from? Nah, Is man. from Manchester? So I want, and then I saw you do post something about where you got the name. So I just wanted you to just make it 100% about the the, uh, the titling of the North Quarter. The yeah, that's a, that's a misconception. And it's purely coincidence because I didn't actually, I wasn't even aware of the Northern Quarter in Manchester when I named the label. But basically, mm -hmm. I grew up in a city called Leiden in Holland in an area, the Northern Quartier. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I, I kind of just freely translated it as the <laughs> North Quarter, which is kind of, that was where I was living when I first 
kind of my love for music in general mm. was sparked. So that was, you know, when, when I first met Dan, when he was making tapes for me, um, that's where I was living. And I don't know, it just seemed like an interesting name. It's, it is an interesting name. name. Yeah, it's a good yeah. name. And even better than it's an homage to your upbringing. Like, you know what I mean? You can't get Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's where that comes from. But the Manchester thing, you know, obviously I have, the label has a big link with Manchester. Oh, and yeah. It over the years through all know, the vocalists, various amazing, yeah. amazing vocalists. Um, and I've got a, love, a lot of love for Manchester. But, yeah, it's purely coincidental. <laughs> What do you have coming up? What's the, what's what's the what's the future immediate future looking like? I know you know we talk producer talk and I'm like so what do you got? I'm like I can't tell you anything. So, so basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be more of that, man. Uh, yeah, we got the, the the NQ state of mind coming. Uh, um, obviously, we already dropped the mix. There's yes, like a, these are at work. Yeah, there's an album linked to it that's coming out on the 18th of December. Um, yeah, we just wanted to do something, you know, kind of like progression sessions part one. There's like mm. an old uh, dreamscape mix of Randall and Fats that was really big for me, and it was kind of just like a continuation of that tradition. Much needed, like by the way. Yeah, do an official mix. You know, have it on. It's going to be on the streaming platforms and everything as well when it when it's nice. the eighteenth. And we have like Dan moved to Hong Kong. We haven't really, it, we haven't really been able to do like mixes as much just because of life happening. Uh, how 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 has creative been during this COVID era, so to speak? For me, yeah, uh, non-existent. Well, I just bought loads mm. of studio gear just to to keep me to to make me feel like I was still a real producer, but I haven't really shoot podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been it's been weird. Like for me, when I like I fin I did an album came out last year, mm. uh, and for me, usually when I do an album, I I go, I, I go into this creative dead zone anyway. But like, I just you know, for me, that's how it just comes and goes, and like I pour my creativity and, and my soul into this. Uh, body of work and then I just feel empty for a while just kind of right. replenish um, but then you know I kind of started feeling like I was ready to to roll it again and then corona happened and it just it was just weird you know, when I, I kind of felt like it was a good time to step the label up I just I haven't feel that felt that creative other than doing label stuff but you know it's been it's been good for that but Writing's been difficult for me. It's been it's, mentally, it's been a very strange year, ups mm. and downs. I mean, I guess for all you guys, yeah, for everyone, yeah, absolutely. We're still navigating it as we speak. Do you think it? Do you think it was a good thing, perhaps, to even help with with pushing the labor more, with focusing more on the logistics of that? It's, yeah, you yeah, guys were hard to size. Yeah, in in that respect, I mean, that's just making lemonade. Right. Basically, but yeah, the mantra uh, of twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think you know, probably the most positive thing that, that you could kind of take away from this year is that it's given everyone time to reassess life Ooh, and things man. like that you find important. You know what I mean? So for me, it's kind of made me change certain things in my mind. 
do moving forward going to be even more kind of principled about my choices in terms of DJing, what artists I work with, just more, yeah, just do, just keep true to myself even more than, than I was before. But yeah, I'm hoping that it could be an opportunity for the world in general to be better, you know what I mean? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I, I think, think it's going to be a rush. rush. Yeah. A rush. Yeah. People, it's going to be like, okay, you can go outside. It's going to be like, uh, what is it, lunchtime for, for school kids? You know, you go outside <laughs> during the lunch and run out. Ah! Caesar, I, I know Caesar, I know you're just like us, man, like itching to get back on the, like to see a stage again amongst people. Like that is a that's that's a feeling. Yeah, I, I wasn't actually I was on stage. I was uh, maybe six weeks ago. I had a very great party here. There there is some drum and bass in Yeah, there's in some Hong drum Kong. and bass I out know, there. You've been here, track or you've been I've, here? I've seen I've known some heads who, who go out there to go and promote some uh, a few parties. In Hong Kong. Or some yeah, but this I've only been one. once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so you you played her? No, I played there. I played, played there one it. time. I, I, it's a funny story, actually. Um, we were there for less than twenty four hours, and I didn't realize mm. we were going to be there so short. And when I was going there, I was like super excited, like, "Oh man, I'm going to hit mm. all the shops and yada yada yada." Yeah, right. Landed and drove into a mm. beautiful city. Went into literally the most fantastic hotel room I've ever seen to this mm. day. Like, just everything would lacquered sculpting crazy and like i literally put my bags down went and got food went to the party came mm. back picked my bags up went to the airport and i was like <laughs> <laughs> that's how like, it goes nothing <laughs> that, was, that was my experience no, of hong kong yeah if you if you if you're here for a while like what's great about hong kong we have uh normally without covid let's say uh, but now we're in the fourth wave of uh lockdown but right. like a couple like a couple of weeks ago we could just, just still do uh, junk parties on a boat, mm -hmm. right? So I've I've been I've done quite a few gigs on a boat, like DJing, but also MCing. And mm. last time in Oma, there's like the crazy sort of techno place, but they also do drum and bass once in a while. And it's like function one sound system. I was there, and like you know, nice. everybody. It's like because you cannot go out all the time. Sometimes okay, the clubs are open again, and bam, like everybody wants to go full in, right? So everybody's right. like. Yeah, I've, I've seen some like venues so, that are like on top of skyscrapers out there, looking yeah, but, next to bigger yeah. skyscrapers, it, it, and it lights up the whole area. Like it's amazing. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing there. But they wouldn't play drum and bass most of the times. But you know, yeah. there's a scene here, man. It's a cool city. It's a cool city, but it's small, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I I can't get. I, of course, we want to play live, right? This, this is what right. I live for. I, I love playing live. Uh, and, and yeah, you, you get that shot like a dog, you got to take his pee, right? It's like, oh yeah, I can, yeah, I can yeah. see you again. It's like, wow. And uh, yeah, so I had my shot like six weeks ago, so it was, it was, it was good enough for me, so. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, also, I wanted to say one of my top moments of seeing Steezel in action had to be at Sun and Bass, of course. And yeah. uh, it was a record that was coming on, and I, I think it was me in favor holding it down, and then the song came on. And I was like, yo, where's Diesel? Where's Diesel? <laughs> and then Diesel just flew out of the crowd and just jumped on top and just started rocking. It's like, look at this right here. That yeah. that had, it was a uh, I forgot what record it was, but it was like Guna, Guna with Saddle or something. Yeah, yeah with Saddle or somebody yeah. or some yeah. But yeah, it was yeah, one of those yeah, moments yeah. that I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah a fa here's a fan question. What do you what do you what was your like? What's your guys' favorite show ever? Like your most memorable? Like okay, that was wild. 
I get that question a lot. I'm like, man, that's a rough one. Like to think about all how much, how blessed we've been. But like, there's always that one or it, two. It's always a recent hot. It's not, you know, sometimes it is a past hot, but it's always a recent. And I always get asked that question when we're in the midst of it. But now that we've been home chilling, like think back for a minute. Like, what was like the one you were like that was that was different. When I was in Bur- when I was in Berlin, but I, I, was, I, was, I was I was so fucking high, man. <laughs> like if, if these girlfriend was uh, yeah hitting me up and shit, but like Fox Fox was there. I I was like yeah, was, that was was a great great night. I had a next day like yeah that was for me like one of the craziest nights, but. Ty, you had many more nights. Also I've had many, before, so. many crazy nights. I'm just trying to think of the best one, but it's like... Wow. I remember you I told know. me about you, you see another country from, from one side and something like that. You, you, you went, there. There. Oh, you went yeah, to I South America or something like that, right? Was it? I, I, no, one time I played in a festival in uh, Croatia and it was, um, um, it was Echo Festival, it was called, and I played a sunrise set. So saw the sun coming up. But it was close to the border, and you can see Slovenia. It was, it, I was playing on the beach, and you could see Slovenia from there. And mm, they had crazy. noise complaints from a different country. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is so an that, achievement. That's, yeah, that was like, yeah, yeah that's an achievement. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know, man. There's so many it's weird. Shows. I, it's I, weird to say best show. Out because it's yeah, it's hard to say best. It's show. almost like the others don't matter. But I've seen so many amazing things. It's been it's been a blessing. You know what I mean? Like going to Japan's like always sick. Uh, the Outlook boat parties have been like amazing. Some of the highlights there. You know, I don't know, man. Metalhead's album launch party at Fabric. You know. <laughs> Just say anything with Goldie. This <laughs> he always memorable every night. Do you remember Dan when we went back to back? It was me. I, I did. A, we did an album launch party in. Um, oh Jesus, I can't remember where it was. Somewhere in Kent. Yeah, Kent, uh, but GQ. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went back. Like, it was an album launch party, but no one turned up. It was a massive line. <laughs> <laughs> In the end, Goldie had been booked. It was Goldie, Randall, Ivy Lab, Ulterior Motive. No one turned up. No so one showed end, up. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, I went, I went back to back with Goldie, and Dan went back to back with GQ. So that was that was pretty cool. Oh, that was that must have been something to see too, man. What people yeah. missed out on that one. <laughs> That's why it's all twenty people in the crowd. They're the best twenty people ever. <laughs> Hey, before we, uh, before I got to jump out, you know, you mentioned art as well. And obviously a North quarter has a very strong visual yeah, component that's, that's to one. talk about the art as well, because the art on this LP is beautiful. Thanks. Well, I mean, we work with talking about art, you know, we work with, um, a Polish design company called super super. And I actually, I kind of felt like I've got like a, a background in um, advertising and stuff. My dad used to have a, an advertising company, so that kind of informs that side of it for me. You know what I mean? It kind of has influenced it. It's something that I grew up with. So that was always important to me. And the super, super company, um, the guy that's kind of the, 
I don't know, the, 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 the manager of the whole company now, because he's grown in that company since we started working together. But I know him from way back, what, maybe 10 years ago or something. I used to do some shows in Poland uh, for a bigger promoter, and he, he was like, I don't know, his assistant or something. And I met him there, and we really got on. And uh, when I uh, decided to launch the label, I didn't have any artwork yet. Didn't have anyone. I just knew that I didn't want to use like the, the same old designers that work in drum and bass because some some people tend to do various labels and you can see like right molarity artwork. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we did a sh- like Dan and I actually did a show together in Poland. Uh, mm, yeah. And I met him there. He came along. I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, and he was telling me, oh, I'm, "I'm like a project manager now at this advertising company. We do some sick shit." And yeah, that that link up after seeing him for the first time in a couple of years or something that kind of instigated that. But those guys are sick, and you know, I don't really have much to say. They just send they just send the designs. And, Wait, what are they yep. called again? Super, super. Okay, great. And, and in terms of the mix, why was it important to include that in the component of the overall release? Um, because I, I, I did touch on, on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like for me, some well, really well, important mixes come back in the day. Damn it! Here we go. Basically, nah. what he was nah. saying, he was just carrying on tradition from from. Yeah. Right. Booker and Conrad, Randall and Fats basically right. had some mixes that were very influential to me personally. And, you know, Dan and I have got this kind of mix or tape tradition going back a long time. Like, right, right. as I was saying, in school, and then the first mix that we ever recorded, uh, we called that Liquidation. It was like 2003. Um, we did like CD to try and get some gigs. Uh, and it was kind of like that was like the the start of our partnership in drum and bass, and that this is kind of yeah like the first official thing. It's like something I had in my mind for a while that I wanted to do like an official mix. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah, it just felt yeah. like cool to have like some exclusive music for that. And I had no idea it was going to be nine tracks. I thought maybe four. It turned out to be nine. You know. A few moments later, I will say that. Um, Everyone was extremely excited to hear, have you guys on. We are extremely excited to have you guys yeah. on, man, to just shoot the shit. You know what I mean? We do things a little unorthodox here, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. I feel um, like there's a lot more to say. There is a lot more. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I have time. I've got, I've got time. You got time? If so, you've got yeah, questions, that if you got... <laughs> Dan, otherwise, i just keep talking to Dan. <laughs> we'll just turn off and you go on one on one. I'll let, I'll let you guys yeah. know. You guys can just chat to us amongst yourself. Roll on. Hey, I've got a question. Steve, do you have any solo projects you're thinking about, hip hop wise nah. or otherwise? Nah, not really, man. Uh, this is just moving to Hong Kong is because. Uh, my now fiance lives here. I, I, I met her, ah. and then that's why I moved to Hong Kong, basically. Congrats. But Hong Kong, yeah, thank you. But you know, Hong Kong is is a, a very demanding city. Also, 
I got these KPIs, right? <laughs> I got these right. MBOs and KPIs in this work. So for me, uh, unlike Fortai, it's uh, I don't have any stress or yeah stress on on, on doing music. So I don't have uh, any big plans on that. I want to work on on yeah on track by track basis i guess of course i have ideas okay it should be maybe it should be concept five tracks four tracks but i'm I'm just too slow man to be honest i'm, I'm just too slow slow and is good this, man i don't i don't, I don't rush yeah but I, I i tell you i tell you this this mix with with i was one of the hardest um really <laughs> hardest ones ever yeah. you know it's like technical crazy, technical you know? difficulties yeah, yeah. I, I had to go to the studio i had to set up the mic here and then it didn't work and then I had to don't update you, your uh, OS. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> man. and then and then I had to write lyrics. <laughs> now it's like, no, I still I had the lyrics already. Writing the subway mostly, and sitting in the subway, you know, and Iron Horse. I, I write, I write my shit. So basically, is is what I wrote for the last one and a half years, I guess. Here, so it's about a lot of Hong Kong themes going on. Yeah, but I do feel, of course, as an artist, you always want to have your own stamp i guess right yeah do your own project like four or five tracks maybe that's I, I should do it one one time in my life definitely but one time not at this, hurt. yeah i don't think yeah, it hurt take it time yeah, right? yeah, there's no pressure. yeah there's no rush. pressure on myself man no i, I feel like um no. actually i'm All i'm right. really into this non-pressure of making i'm working on two albums right now and in the beginning i was like oh i gotta get these done i gotta get these. and then you know i kind of took two the albums. cyberpunk 2077 approach like it's done when it's done yeah. <laughs> like, like literally literally i'll finish when it's finished and like the person i'm working with right now we've kind of just been on like let's not rush anything what do we why for why like, you know what, what, I mean? what the like, hell and what are we running know, into? Let's worry about quality. <laughs> Not just Light that, you two, yeah. you two are in the same boat as well. Like I'm, I'm in Atlanta. He's in Austin. You guys, you're in Hong Kong. He's in, in, in uh, yeah. right now. So it's kind of like the technical difficulties in recreating a studio-like environment, which is kind of what I was touching on when I asked about how the how the creative process has been through COVID because um, a lot of people are going through that right now collaborative efforts where you have to come up with a new way to create a studio like environment so that's what I was asking like how's that been with you guys I hear you having technical it was a little more yeah jinky jinky yeah, I had to go to a studio here, and then actually we didn't like the we didn't like the recording. I, what I'm trying to do with 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 Ty with this time with this time 70 minutes. It's actually 70 minutes is actually a lot more than 60 minutes. I can say. <laughs> yeah, 10 minutes counts <laughs> for sure. For some reason, like fuck, yeah. I got to go 10 minutes, man. Bro. Where did I get all these <laughs> yeah. bars from? People shit, don't know. know so. People don't know uh, when you make a mix, man. Like it's a long <laughs> process. Like, bro, I just made a. Yeah, but but I was like. No, no, no. I, re I remember I asked him, do you mind if I make this mix 60, 70 minutes instead of 60? And he's like, hey. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's more classic, right? 60 is like a mixtape, 30 minutes each side. It's like, yeah, oh, it is okay. a classic. Yeah. I had a lot of music to play. But this time, yeah, we, we took more time, you know, uh, it, it, it put a lot of pressure. Like I, I, I worked from home, luckily that those weeks that I was recording because yeah. I also couldn't have done it. And it's just three, four, five in the night and then mm. and again and again. And we got so this, but yeah, we, we did it eventually. But uh, yeah. how, how much yeah. is it, how much is it culturally different than from your previous uh, space? Is it, is it that much different or is it just the space yeah. I'm alive? Yeah. It's, it, um, yeah, it's, it's much different, but it's not different in a way you think like, oh, I live in Asia now, so it's very Asian. Of course, my, my fiance, she's 
she's Cantonese, so I have like mm -hmm. a sort of family uh, that's Cantonese and stuff, but it's very international Hong Kong, you've been here, right? So uh, a lot of my friends are uh, Americans actually, uh, some from Pittsburgh, from New Jersey, you got yeah. English friends, some Dutch people also. So it's very international and this, this city is, 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 is so vibrant in a way, but due to COVID it's less of course, but you, you have like this, uh, yeah, I'm on a yacht drinking champagne, all the, all this sort of yeah. shit. Right? This is the, it's not like oh yeah, yeah it, it's it's nice, but after after a year, it's also yeah, okay, we're gonna boat again, all right? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> 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 and then, and then, and then uh, yeah, we, we do we do good stuff, and you, you start learning. It's a high, do a lot of hiking, and and this this is a great city because there's also a lot of nature people don't know mm. about, and a lot yeah. of beaches. And, yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, life's very much different. Yeah, but I miss Holland too. I, I miss my my friends and my family, and and yeah, also the the culture of, of Dutch people are very laid back, and uh, work life balance is a lot better than Holland. It's a lot less stress, you know. Um, so basically, I miss that a lot. You guys have really this multi-genre thing is 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 important to me so like the success of that is has been great to me um i talk to track all the time because you know i've put out mixtapes from the very beginning people are always like when are you going to do more drum and bass you want to do more drum and bass it's just like look man like there's no question that i've blood sweat and tears into this genre but at the same time i've never forgotten my roots as well and that's why i always put out hip-hop music and it's just like watching you guys put an emphasis on that as well has been really really cool so just like um it's funny because you kind of already answered this because i already know you've got a bunch of stuff coming yeah. up you can't talk about <laughs> that's why i'm just like ah, i want to know Look, more about that you know i can say some stuff like oops my basically this year has been about stepping up the releases. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to release stuff just to have a release. I want it to right. be good music, but I've definitely had more time to kind of, to have more regular releases, you know, because I, I still do this mostly on my own. I've got one uh, guy that helps me with the label, Stephen. Shout out Stephen to Stephen. But yeah, mainly, it's me and him doing all the stuff. So it is a significant amount of work for one person or two people to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but I just want to have more regular releases and, and in the new year, I want to continue that. And even when the gigs start coming back, I want to continue doing that because I kind of feel like, you know, it's important for the label, the artists, the fan base wants music. But it's going to be a continuation of working with uh people that have already are part of the label like i see the label as a family and that's something that i learned at metalheads you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. like absolutely the team like the the team chemistry is really important and yeah i just want to continue working with these people the label's growing but the artists are growing every it's like a mutual kind of ecosystem going on uh and there's one guy that that I signed from the States called Echo Brown. I don't know if you guys know. Oh, him. hell yeah. yeah. Kobe, yes, yes, yes. He's, he's up next. That guy he's is, a, yeah, man. I, I, I'm honestly happy to see how he's grown and became more involved in the things because I, you know, I laugh because the first time I met him actually was in London a couple of years ago. 
and he was just like this fresh out of the can, new to the game, and was so happy to be around. And, you know, when you, you know, as you guys know, when you see that energy, you want to help that energy. So it was just like, yo, just jump in the car, yeah. wherever the hell we going, don't you worry about it. And he was just taking it all. And little did I know that, that he was really building and really becoming enthralled into what he wanted to do with himself. So to you, nah, he's really I'm, talented, man. Yeah, absolutely right. talented dude. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, and a nice guy. I met him in um, Asheville mm -hmm. last summer. I think, I'm not sure if this is correct. So, Colby, forgive me if I got this wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he told me when I met him, like, he got into drum and bass and, like, music that I was doing when he was, like, 10 years old or something. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, that made me feel old, man. Oh. Like, it's what? always weird to hear, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, Lord. And you always oh, hear wow. it at a strange time. You're like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. proud of that and weirded out at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I told, I've told the story a million times. I had, uh, I worked with a guy, Mark Instinct, uh, who, shout out, I loved him to death. We were working on dubstep stuff and he did an interview <laughs> and he did an interview and he said, uh, they were like, oh, what's it like working with Armani Rain? And he was like, oh man, it was really cool. I used to listen to that kid riding the bus to school. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> hey, man. Like, holy yeah. shit, man. Like, Just be happy you still got some young genes left in you. No, right? That's all it is I'm right there. Hey man, look, tell me what it's like. I just met, honestly, I caught the Red Eyes game late. I'm not gonna lie to you. We I actually just met him last year. He came to Atlanta and That's right. we oh, played yeah, yeah. a phenomenal immediately like, dude, you're the dude. Like, you know, and then to watch him crank out this fantastic album was another yeah. thing to watch as well from the from the visual direction it took to that correlated with the music, the things he's done with DRS and stuff like that. Like like talk more about, you know, the people on that on your label that have just continue to deliver on that level speaking of which I'm, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like i can't wait to hear the somorphic story but go ahead yeah. <laughs> as well. like somorphic and i go way back when we were doing stuff with atlantic connection and things like that yeah. so, um, Greg, Greg, Yo, used to live yeah. with dan right yeah. Dan's <laughs> probably got a story or two they right. lived, they lived, like when greg moved to holland we live with dan yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah. yeah so julian red eyes shout out to red eyes could you hear me hey you can hear you but you're frozen right now you're frozen in a new wave yeah. stance but you, oh no dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> oh there we go there we go lens oh, oh, go. Right. He's back. Yeah, back. there he is. He's back. He's back. He's back. All right. He's back. So we used to do nights uh, from about 2004 or something, or 2005, and we used to invite like soulful drum and bass artists. And Red Eyes was one of the guys. This was in the world during the World Cup 2006. Mm. I remember no one turned up again. That's like oh. a, a theme. A theme throughout my career is how no one turns up. <laughs> oh, we know that story. We all know that story. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah. But anyway, we connected with Julian, um, and I was at this time I was writing drummer based tracks, but I didn't have anything really signed much. You know what I mean? I, I was kind of starting out in my production career in in a sense and he didn't have to but he 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 was already established he had tunes out on creative source on bingo stuff like that 
and he didn't have to, but he just, he made tunes with me. You know what I mean? And like kind of, this was like in the early days. Then he had kids. He did some music on Brownswood, Brunswood, Brun no, yeah. Charles Peterson's label, whatever it's, mm -hmm. yeah. however it's pronounced. And he kind of took a step back from music for a bit. And he was, you know, he's still writing a little bit. But I, yeah, I just had him in mind when I was doing the label. And I kind of, he was, back then, he was back on it already. He'd done an album for Vandal. And I think he was involved in running that label for a bit. And, yeah, he was like the first guy that I kind of thought of getting involved with the label. Mm. And we have like, probably out of every drama bass artist, he and I have got the most overlap in terms of what we like, in terms of music, like outside of drama bass as well. Like we, we always listening to the same albums and stuff. So it was just like a real good click. And he's like, just most lovely guy you'll ever meet. He's a really nice guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like super nice. <laughs> Uh, they don't yeah. make people like that a lot. You know? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's why we're like really stressing that point. Like, he's a really good dude. You know, I don't, I, I don't already know. No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> 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 it's, it's a joke. It's joking. It's joking. But yeah, he was, yeah, I knew he was, he was already making the, the, the hip hop stuff as well. You know, sick hip hop beats, better than I could ever make. Like, so a lot of people ask me, are you ever making hip hop stuff? It's like, I'd love to, but you know what I mean? I can't do it in the way I would like to, so that's why I never kind of release anything. Uh, but yeah, he, he, yeah, he did like, he's, he's the guy that released the most projects on the North Quarter. He did two albums, two EPs, and it all kind of, yeah, he's, I think he's grown a lot since he's picked production mm. up again, you know what I mean? I yeah. In the last five years or something he's come a long way and it just gets better he's been better. pretty busy this he's... year for real yeah that's true he's been out yeah. I'm loving what yeah. he's putting out it's been super sick yeah Steve enough. Peace. Love, thanks brother. for having me guys yes well, it was you. really nice really enjoyed yeah, yeah man, man. Enjoyed. Right, guys. Next, next time I'll get the time, the time properly if you yeah. know we'll that time again I'll, I'll take the yeah. blame on this one I'll take it. <laughs> he's got to go last train's going I, I promise you I'll keep following you on Instagram Bless. Yeah, I'm following you too. Bro. <laughs> Later, guys. Later, Bless, brother. brother. Yeah, yeah. He he wrote that album. He wrote that album during lockdown. The whole the whole thing. So that's oh, wow. kind of maybe that's why it felt it felt quite. I don't know. Really relevant, I think, in terms yeah. of like emotional. You know, sure. In terms of like the additional stuff that was added onto it. You know, we got a lot of people involved that had stuff to say that was important. So, yeah, I'm really uh, proud of that record. Well, well it, I think it would be without fault for me to not bring up uh, our stateside comrades' uh, first ever debut album on, on your label, which is the Kodak Dreams, an album I that, uh, yeah, the good old Greg. Who is uh? <laughs> it's a shame Dan's left now because he used to. Yeah, no. I know. That's what I thought <laughs> no. we were gonna get into, and then he bounced. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I gotta do go. I pivot the conversation, or do I talk about it? I don't know what to do now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's our fault too, because we having so much damn fun here. Yeah, but, yeah um, sure. You know, uh, some more fakes is you know I've of course I can say that I've seen him go through the you know the, the these these buildings, these moments, and to hear me even say that he was doing a project was eye-opening on a level that I, you know, 
you know, you know, something that you may have not known, something about my album is that there were there were doubts that I would be able to create an album that that I created with uh with life emotion. And mm-hmm. um it was always in the back of my head a little bit because it's all being achieved as you the doubts get smaller pretty much. And I know what kind of person Greg is on a level of like the yes and no's, they fly, they 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 go left and right. So to see him come up with a full package, cohesive, uh, an amazing album, to be honest. And regardless of the record yeah. I'm on, just you know, yeah, I thought it was like uh, an amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't pay me no bottle. <laughs> I thought it was, it was. It was like, not only was it a, a a general achievement, but it was a personal achievement and something that uh that I would love to hear a little bit of behind the scenes of what was going on behind the whole uh. Kodak Dreams moment. If you have any stories you would want to share about, you know. Uh, there's one story about uh, Greg in general coming to Holland, but I don't know how happy he would be if I shared it. Oh, never. <laughs> so I'm I might have to tell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to do that one behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah we'll behind a, the scenes. Yeah, a no tree problem. Fl- a, a tree fell on him in Holland one time. What? That, I think that was before he started. Yeah. He was just like, I was like, is that a bad uh, Like, what do you mean? No, no a tree, an, a, a actual tree fell on Greg. Jesus. What? He was sitting down having a smoke. I don't know. I was, uh, yeah, that's cool of him to tell that. But anyway, he was sitting, he was sitting having a smoke and it was a windy day and the, and the fucking tree fell over on him. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there, but that's, that's true. You know, <laughs> Yeah, we may have to. Edit I know Greg's the type of guy where stuff like that happens. You know, <laughs> apparently he's a force of nature. We're gonna yeah, have to a, have him on the show and rehash. A this. musical yeah. anomaly, that guy. He's a uh, yeah. one of a kind. No, sure. but I think he he'd gone back to the states for a bit. He'd, he'd already planned to move to Holland. Some stuff went wrong with yeah, the, um, in the, past. the admin side, right? And then he had to go. He had to go back for a bit, and he got. He came back. I think I can't remember if he's already started the album when he was in America, back in America, or even before, maybe one or two bits. But I think when he returned, he wrote the album in about a year's time, I would say. Um, and you know, I think like he's he's really talented as a musician. Yeah, yeah. A lot of music he writes himself, the keys and the guitar and everything. Yeah. Uh, and I just, there's something about his sounds that's very unique. Like when you hear a submorphics tune, you can really tell from a look, you know, he's got, I don't think every producer has that sound, no. you know, where it's no. like signature to him. A lot of producers but, don't have that sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a, so, it's yeah, a, it's a like, huge uh, Detroit, Chi-Town influence sort of ordeal. Sort of soul. Smoked out, hazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, he's really and he's always been like that when we worked on yeah. it god it's probably over 10 years old at this point like you could his his track stands out you know what i mean but, yeah like the musicality of it all even just a hip-hop vibe to it is just the dude's layered he's got layers for sure for days and then that's probably yeah i'm deep rooted yeah i mean i met the guy through like what well, he's one of the oldest kind of friends from drummer bass that I've got because we met mm. through coming through 
through at Spearhead at the same time. Oh, wow. I probably met him, I met, I met him probably 2005 or six through AIM, you know what I mean? And then he came. Oh, the AIM in, days. Jeez. In the AIM days. And then he, and then he flew to, he flew to Europe to do a tour around about that time. And he stayed in my flat. So I'm, I'm, yeah, we go back quite a long time. Nice. And we just kept in touch all the time. It's like this thread. A lot of the people that are releasing on the label are people that I've known for a long time. For a long time. I just, yeah, I was like, oh. it's, yeah, exactly. There's nothing exactly. wrong with that at all, bro. It's, nah, it's people that, you it's know what just I mean? old. That's the old people that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we from the Wu-Tang era, man. Like, just, you know what I mean? It's, it's the Wu-Tang vibe. It's like, you come up, we bring everybody up. That's the way it goes. Exactly, yeah. That's how it should be, in my opinion. That's facts. You know absolutely. I mean? yeah. absolutely. That's where yeah. we sitting here Super right now. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, facts. look, man, well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yes, man. Um, it's I, a pleasure. We Thanks could for talk me. for days. Us. We should probably do this again. Um, be good, at some yeah. Point. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get the times right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is three different continents. I, I, I got lost. Zones. I'm still waking up, of course. Three, I'm, three I can't even get times together right now. It feels <laughs> yeah, it three continents, four countries. We did it, ladies and gentlemen. It has Ooh. been a crazy one, but but thank you so much, man. Look, yo, big up I, your lens, big up, man. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, we will link everybody to the mix and we will keep look forward to the EP coming oh, yeah. out and we will bang that out. But thank you so very much for coming through and we're going to wrap this up, man. Anything you want to say on the way out? Now, just thanks for tuning in and thanks for having us. And um, ah. go check out the North NQ State of Mind. Gang, gang. Hit the wrong button. Don't, 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 don't. What up? What up? What up? What up? Mute your shit, track. Yeah, man. Super dope to have them through, man. I hope y'all enjoyed that. I hope y'all enjoyed that. You ain't got to go yet for anybody who is not new to the program. What's up, Neo? Thank you for the follow. What up, Neo? Yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you, Dilly. We appreciate it. Ripped, thank you for the follow. Hey, Mac, thank you for the follow. Uh, Dilly, Erica, uh, thank you for the subscription. That is the super do. Appreciate the sub. Uh, Throwaway, thank you for the follow. Everybody, hope you guys enjoyed that. We do have some music. They left us some music to play, so we're going to play up some things. Yeah, you know, some new shit. Got some new, new, new shit, new shit. In my clue voice. Um... Yeah, no man. Let's let's, uh, let's let's hit them with, with well whenever, whenever you're ready, ready, but let's hit them with, with the heat first. <laughs> hit them with the old shit, shit and then give them the new. Shit. Oh yeah, um, you like the tree? I'm swagging. Oh, he got that heat on now. He, he got it on lock. Flex on him like bow, bow. My choice. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> my tree, my choice. I'm pro. Mad track, track, mad echo. Is it me? Is it just you? That's weird. Do I got echo? I don't know. I can't. I don't anyway, I hope you guys like the chat, man. We were super active in there. I seen y'all talking today. That was beautiful. Like it. Like yeah. It. Hit your echo. I don't got any echo. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Is, Is it, it echoing echo? from somewhere else right now? I don't know where, but it's not echoing. Someone could easily plug Echo B right now, but whatever. That's <laughs> what we do. Both of them are echoing? Okay. Why are we Let's try to fix that then. They were echoing because we're just in your head. Yeah. 
it's time. <laughs> it's cool now. They say it's cool now. They say it's cool now. Thank you, Mr. Al Seen. Burner Brothers. I totally fixed it. <laughs> I fix it. Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. OBS be fucking with me sometimes, man. I don't know. Happy holidays to you, Eso. What's good, man? Cool. Eso so, was good. <laughs> Meta pattern. Meta pattern, man. Family business. ATL ho in the building. I meant to say elevate. I don't know why I said elements. That's crazy. Y'all already know how oh, I do, yeah, man. Yeah, Make sure yeah. you okay. follow Meta pattern as well and follow everything that he's on. It will lead you to the Atlanta DJ Collective. They are on on a regular basis. Check out their channel. They are literally playing music damn near every day, uh, if not every day, right? Um, I mm-hmm. actually host her channel when I'm not on here. Uh, also, big ups to Code Pig, who's part of the Jam app. For those who haven't there, go to jam.com, put in the code CACAW, that's C-A-C-A-W. You can check out an exclusive word you're just going to give out on me like that. Like You can find an exclusive video that you will not find anywhere else that I produce there. Uh, speaking of videos, I just dropped a brand new video with the Burner Brothers. Um, you should check that out. I just I did that. I, I made this. Uh, but yeah, for the homies, <laughs> don't go check it out right now. You can check it out after the show. I'll remind you, if you check it out right now, you're going to miss the exclusive music I'm about to play right motherfucking now. Ooh, snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> so, which one do we start with? I'll tell you what. Why don't we start with what, in kind of the order we spoke of it, we got the moving focus, right? We, yeah, we've got the, uh, for those who remember, in a good in a good way of saying thank you to these guys, playing one of my favorite records off the Looking uh, looking at the Stars album that was on Metalheads a couple years back. And uh, I played it before we got on the show and realized that I still like the record. And so that's a, that's a good compliment. <laughs> so uh, we can just go ahead and yes, get, a little, get them warmed up. Cool, I guess. We, we give, give them all the exclusives. Yeah, let's do it. So this one is. You want to intro it properly? Moving <laughs> focus off the lensman, looking at the stars album with Dan Stizo, one of my favorites. All right, let's go. Still will D, I'ma reach the green. Burn slow, stakes are high. 
liberate and break with stage fright. Heart, mind, intention, speech, birth. Shout to Dilly Fingers with all the Bob Rosses rolling. She's all sounding mint on this one. That bass line is something else. Yeah, absolutely. Slam, Slam City. Look, yeah, wow. I like that one. May have to take some time out to re-listen to that whole album, Looking at the Stars. Big, big love to Lensman and Dan Stizo, for sure. I was proper right there, man. That brings up the, you know, the, the, the kind of the drawback of our music is so much comes out that, like, all this great shit comes out and we, like, listen to it, but then we, I don't know, like, we just lose it. And we're like, oh, I forgot about that. And we go back and it's so good, but, like, you know, so much stuff gets overlooked and it's been a big yeah, it complaint of mine. No, that was a great album. That whole album was really good. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, it's been a big complaint of mine since, like, I've started listening to the drum bass and how quickly, like, something becomes the old thing. And you're just like, man, so many classic tunes. And then someone pulls out a classic set, and it's, like, from a year ago. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, so, I don't know. It's funny. Can you, can you imagine what's going to happen, like, a year from now, like, when gigs are starting to come back and, like, it's going to be like two years worth of music that people are going to have to play live. It's going to be nuts. Oh, it's going to feel like a million songs. Oh, man. Right the beauty of that. that is that every DJ is going to have no excuse to be playing the same shit that the other DJ is going to play. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's true. And and just the fact that a lot of these guys are still trying to uh, hold on to records, so when it opens up, they have the records ready upon release. You know, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be competitive. It's gonna be a lot of sound. I think we need three weekends for for like about a year after twenty twenty. I mean, we know yeah. we need three day, we need three day weekends for every weekend, three day weekends. Uh, we need to write that in in the law somehow, man, because cats need to let it out, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, Let's man. get to the next thing, man. We got more music to play. You guys want to hear some more music to play? You want music to play? Music? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what we hear for me. Let's hear it for it. Are you going to play music, though? I might. I might. I was thinking about it, actually. Uh, let's <laughs> jump. Let's jump. Did you, is that what y'all wanted to do? Was to play music? Yeah. Uh, why not? Okay. <laughs> All right. <we're- laughs> How about y'all in the chat? Do you think we should play more? I've got two more tunes to play if you want to hear them, but we're not really, you know what I'm saying? It's up to you guys. Don't worry about it. I'm going to just play this one. It's a late, late, (laughs) this one's called Late Night Jam. This is Late Night Jam, the Red Eyes featuring Tyler Daly. It is the Lensman remix. Oh, this one is, oh, this is the Lensman remix. Yeah, all the the North Quarter State of Mine uh, uh, coming out December 18th. Yeah. Get a little sneak peek with us. Shouts to the boys again. I've played the original on the radio and I've played it on podcast, so I like the original. So I'm excited nice. to hear this. Well, I'm going to play the remix. Yeah. Valiant. I know. I'm saying I'm excited to hear the remix. For sure. For sure. For sure, dude. <sighs> all right. So I think I found out what the problem is. So maybe I can flip it through here and we can all talk over it at the same time. Everybody hear that? Let me know. Put your emojis in the chat if you can hear me right now. That means you can hear the music too. If you can't hear the music, let me know. I will do our first pull-up in motherfucking history now. Music. Music is playing. All right, there we go. Emojis in the chat. We all here. Smooth as shit already. I like it. Shout out to Tyler Davis. I think this boy is bad too well. Oh shit, happy birthday, subconscious. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, son. It's couple skating. Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here at twitch.tv backslash Armani Ray. Chat, you know you like it. Exclusive, exclusive. Rotin' poutine. Do not try to rip this audio. 
Because <laughs> we talk it all over it. All over this. <laughs> Proper two step material right here. That is beautiful. Burner <laughs> 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 uh, Brothers out here catfishing in the chat. <laughs> emojis that you feel all the emojis in the building. Yeah. This song feel like 2021 right now to me. Everybody do the new wave dance. Do the new wave. <laughs> Send me an Instagram video tomorrow with that, please. Anybody. Just you do the new wave. I'll collect them all and I'll put them on our next show. Make a whole new intro. <laughs> Just 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm better fighter. I see you. Yeah, you guys got to thank Chickaboo for the new wave dance. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> hard, baby. Once again, big up to all the North Porter family. Thank you. Tizo, man. Y'all was really pleasure to have y'all through. Shout out, Iso. She's Bob in the building. Shout out, Jesso. West Coast family. Spada. Burner Brothers in the building. Subconscious, happy birthday once again. Readers in the building, I seen you. I seen you. Winslow, what's goody? Dilly Dilly. Tribal Mage, everybody in the building. I like it. 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 Yeah, man. It's good. It's good. We got that's I like that one. So it's many odd. keys, yeah, you can call me the piano, Mike. <laughs> he just pulled that out. <laughs> uh, just happened to pull it out just because, you know, pause. No, no, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> let's play uh let's play some more music i've got this um really sick mariah carey christmas remix that I oh oh wrong sorry that's not what i that's not what i was gonna play. <laughs> she gets no play in my ride no Mariah in the ride? I'm Team Cannon. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Man. 
Nancy loves Mariah Carey, so I hear a lot of a lot of Mariah Carey. Oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think she's an android. I don't think she's a real person. Uh, I don't know. And the only reason why I would explain that is I will do behind closed doors. Sorry, everyone, you're not going to get this joke because if I told you why I think that, it would date me and I'm not doing that. (laughs) It would show my age like a motherfucker. (laughs) Just know that I'm old and everyone knows I'm old. I'm older than both of you. Hush. And when I first heard Mariah Carey was at a very young age. And she looks mm. the same exactly as she does now. I want you to no. Google mm-hmm. when when Vision of Love came out. Like that was a long time. It was ago. a long, long, it was a long time ago. Long, long time ago. And she always walks and there's wind blowing in her hair. Like there's no. I don't understand it. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it just never stops. It's the same shit so, every time. She just like she floats like a fucking mermaid. I don't, I don't understand it, man. It's weird. It weirds me out. I'm sorry. Anyway. I'm glad we just went on that tangent. So, <laughs> the last tune we've got, we spoke very highly of Mr. Echo Brown. Yeah, Mr. Echo Brown remixed the tune off of uh, Kodak Dreams, which is a Morphix album. This is actually one of my favorite records off the album, remixed by the homie. And you just got to, the love is good. You know, Echo Brown, big salute to you, sir. Officially out on the North Quarter things is the Daydreaming remix. For those who have heard Daydreaming, you know how good the record is. There's yeah. Echo Brown putting his touches to it, and I'm, you know, can't wait for he's you. Got some, he's got some shit coming too, man. I'm Same word. Yeah, he's he's on fire right now. North he's Khaki on crew fire. Stand up. <laughs> he's got a nice Valley MC remix coming. What? What? Oh, I like the like the little, you know what I mean? The I love that little, little Echo. That's yeah, a little nudge right look, there. Man. We are really good at our jobs. <laughs> We're hype. This masters. Is, this is. We should do this more often. We're tired. You can tell. Yo, I'm, like, so, like, I'm so tired. Man, for the man. culture, you know what I'm saying. We've been up since 7 a.m. for the culture. Shout to San Diego too. Uh, when we was out there, we had a lot of fun with some morphics. Day playing daydream at the event that was called Daydream. United by Base Crew salute. <laughs> What do you mean? Whatever, Al. You can throw me off my game. Anyway, see, we were doing don't well. Listen to Al. Don't, don't listen to Al. Don't listen to Al. Yeah, Al out here typing mm-hmm. too many letters for a chat room, man. He's like, Al was on the early <laughs> episode. Paragraphs and shit. Now I can tell you what to do. You don't know how to chat properly. <laughs> sub, sub, daydreaming, submorphics, Echo Brown remix, featuring Big Brooklyn Red, Rotin Poutine. Thank you, Lensman Steezo.
Singers, Al, not you. Roti and poutine every Thursday. Yeah, pick up your bear, Al, please. Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 Pacific. Thank you again, once again, Lundgren Stizo. Worldwide, thank you, Pete. North Quarter. Every Thursday, we right here. Shout out Echo Brown, Submorphix featuring Big Brooklyn Red, Daydreaming. Ceremix. Oh man, Kobe went in. Echo Brown, salute. Exclusive, exclusive business for the coach. They don't know, man. You come to our show, you get to hear the song. You ain't getting just two seconds. Nah, you won't hear it. Don't let that record play. You let the whole Mm. thing play. We ain't mixing. We're not doing jump up 30-second mixes. Mainly (laughs) because we don't don't do this. No offense to anybody that likes jump up. No, it's too late. It's too late. Vine MC said, screw all (laughs) y'all. You know what I love about acting stupid on this show is I'm waiting for one of y'all MCs to think this jokey joke thing I won't 
bury you on the mic. No, I'm just <laughs> 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 goofy. Yeah, I don't want to be. No, I'm just you stupid. Tired. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to sing on my next rap battle. I'm what singing. Do That's what we do. We're switching up so that, so that Al doesn't, basically. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of Al, now that we have finished the show, um, we're going to say uh, goodbyes, bid our adieu. And please go to my YouTube channel right now. It's youtube.com backslash Armani Rain, and you can watch the new Burner Brothers video that I put together. Called Gold Standard. Gold Standard. It's out right now. You can check it out on any all your D- digital platforms. You know what I mean? Grab up. And uh, yeah, man, go check out the video. I put a little little, little spice on it. You know what I mean? Um, yes, sir. I had fun making this once. Too crazy, but Dude, I have fun. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Amani. You made this video? <laughs> We're not doing this two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. We're not. Y'all be trying to bait a motherfucker. Like, this shit ain't working. Um, <laughs> but yo, man, it was a good episode. Um, the world is continuing to be crazy. We are so happy that you guys have come here to give us a little bit of your time, hopefully mellow out just a little bit. Uh, all my people in Georgia, I hope you did all you needed to do to be registered for the special ballot. A uh, very important um, election coming up, so make sure that you all your ducks are in a row for that. Yeah, three days three days away from the early votes. That's right. Yes, sir. You guys got work to do so, out there. Uh, you know, yeah. go do your part. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, what else did we ever talk about? Next week, we have a very, yes. very, very, very special show. We had a special show already for those who um, who are longtime listeners or watchers of the show. If you think back, we talked about somebody coming back and doing something very special, and we will announce that over the weekend of who that is. And then the show went up a notch because... <laughs> Yeah, it did. It kind of like all of a sudden, it's because, like you know when your when your spaghetti like boils over. Yeah, right. and then I was like, all right. He's like, he's like, surprise. So, so pretty much, what happened is no, we, we not went doing. back, and then we went back times two. Right. And then times two equaled into double the power. Right. Of whatever the guest power is supposed to be for the following. Yes. You know that was that was horrible, track. but I just no, it was to a say, it was a very track thing awful. to do. Which <laughs> just, let me gloss over track explaining, track explaining, track explaining. I think that should be like in the dictionary, track explaining. Yeah, track explaining is definitely a thing. Um, but anyway, um, simultaneously summarizing and interrupting you. I don't. I'm not gonna drop. I'm just saying it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a cool episode. So we will let you guys know. I hope you're hey, super man. excited. Tell Please a friend, tune in. honestly, tell, tell a friend. A friend. Yeah, man. Sure. Tell another friend. Y'all don't want to miss it. We going out last show. Of course, we got to bring the fireworks, mm-hmm. and that's just the best way to say. It. Y'all got to trust us on treasure this one. fingers or juice drum bass. Looking right for a rate. Okay, let's do this on air. We're gonna do it live. We're doing it live. How are we gonna do this, right? We mm-hmm. now. <laughs> The last time, y'all was like, I can't believe you guys don't know how to do a raid. And then no one in the chat explained it properly. So you were all wrong, too. So let's all be wrong together once again. The show's over. Um, take care of yourselves and each other. If you want to stick around for a hot minute while we raid somebody else's channel, let's do that. So let's, let's do, do trigger, treasure, trigger, trigger. I'm so sleepy. Treasure Fingers. Super homie. ATL bound. So. All right. Raid. Okay. There we go. Look, can I just copy and paste that? Stop typing things. <laughs> You're the least. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so lazy. <laughs> so lazy. Uh, Sorry, right. I did it too. I copied and pasted. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Ready? What do we do? One, two. All right, guys. Easy. Did we do it? Oh, we don't have permission uh, to perform that action. What? They're ready to raid. We did it. We're doing it. We're raiding. We it? We're raiding treasure fingers. Let's go. I don't know. Am I doing it? Raid now. Here we go. Bow. You guys ready? Oh. We doing it? We going in. Oh, we going in now. What's happening? We going oh. in right now. There oh, it is. Oh. It's opening up new windows and shit. This is crazy. This is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you just did it for the first time. Very exciting stuff we've got going on here. He's, he's talking about the raid. Oh, he said he's playing the last two. Ah. <laughs> oh, he do one more. That's what's up. <laughs> Ray. Okay, got Ooh. it. We're in. What up, code in here? Fingers? Yeah, man. Uh, Party Evil Intent. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we just walk into the after party. Yeah, yeah. We just, that's how we show up late. <laughs> just, just head straight to the green room, like, yo, what's goody? You know, my pants just got huge. I got, like, Jenkos on all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, man, salute to everybody out there, man. We are currently <laughs> raiding <laughs> Treasure Fingers' <laughs> channel. You need to go follow him as well. Hit everybody up, man. We got all the crew inside of there. Um, it's been a really dope podcast. We really appreciate everybody for showing up. Uh, Atlanta DJ Collective, all that, man. Y'all need to peep the crew. Peep the crew. Yeah, much love to everybody, man. That's what it is. It's funny because I can't see the thing on my screen. I'm over here looking on the app on the on the on the. There we go. <laughs> it's all goody. Mm -hmm. All right. So is Goldie like confirmed and shit? Yo, loud. We still streaming. What, are you what is about? you doing? What, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I think, I think four people heard you. Uh, we out. Now I got to hang up the phone. See? Yeah, we got to hang up. If you heard it, you wanted the lucky ones. It's all good. We catch you no, next you didn't hear them. I, just, I was, see, that's late. I don't know. We're trying to. Okay, we hang it up now. <laughs> we learned that lesson. Now, peace, y'all. Good night. Yeah. I was just saying, peace out. Yeah, man, it's blasted. Dilly's like, I'm liking this. Yeah, yeah, I like this stuff. I like it. I like it. I like it. I guess I could technically stop streaming, but yeah. Big up, family. See you next time. Peace. Easy.